are. This is the Ungrown Ups. I'm Matthew. <laughs> and across from me is Ryan. And this is our 74th episode. Yeah. Also known as episode 74. 74. 74. Yeah. 74. Almost 75. You know what comes after 75? I don't want to think about it. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, of course I know what comes after 75. What is it? 76. That's the spirit. Oh. <laughs> that only makes sense if you've got a 76 gas station. What was that? Oh, I don't know. You tried <laughs> yeah. the wrong sound effect? No, I think it was still going, but it, this one. Oh, that, that's, that? that's more fitting. Or does it need a... I don't remember. Oh, this one. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's not kids applauding or anything like that. No, no. That's no. a really bad joke. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this three years now. Over three years, because we started... <laughs> Yeah. Did we start before or during the pandemic? We started before the pandemic, but okay. then shit went sideways, like, right. you know, as we were just kind of getting into our stride. And then we were doing the internet version. Yeah. And we were doing them, like, kind of weekly just because yeah, yeah, that's there wasn't right. anything else. There was to do. literally nothing else to do. Yeah. And yeah. Then, are, are you working? No. Now we're back to our semi regular. <laughs> well, I mean, in the last few weeks, we've both been kind of busy. So it's not like yeah. we try. We try every other week. Yeah. Every and sometimes two weeks is the goal. Twice sometimes a month. it shifts. Sometimes and that's okay. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, I've uh, had. You had you had birthday celebrations that you had. Well, not your birthday celebrations, but you had family. There's been family birthdays. There's been. Um, so I guess we'll right now. My sister, Brooke and Nicole. Happy birthday. Their birthday was literally yesterday. They um, are older. They are. They are. They just turned 40. And so milestone. Good for them. They made it. Survived. Uh, and for those of you wondering, yes, they are twins. Ergo, a birthday. They share the same one. Which they, one's older? Uh, that's actually a good question. And I think it's like two minutes, but I don't remember who. Oh, I'm sure they know right away. Probably. I'm going to go with I'm going with Nicole. She just seems the more older. No, I just, it just feels like the, you know, it's a 50, 50 shot. Yeah. So, I mean, I could ask, but I'm not going to. Now, do you think your parents had names picked out and they knew which one was going to be which name or. You mean like the first one out is this, the second one out is this? I don't know. Actually, that's a good question that I've never asked. Yeah. I never asked. I never thought that either. Like people with twins, like when you had your baby names picked out and they were both the same gender. So it wasn't like a boy girl. Like how did you pick which one got. Which name, I guess. Is well, I mean, maybe it was alphabetical. Whichever came out first. Yeah, yeah. maybe you got the B and then and the, the next one got the N. I don't know. But then my little niece had a birthday recently. It's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot happening. Uh, the dog had a birthday. So everybody was busy around Valentine's Day. And then nine months later, this is what's going on? I guess. I don't know. I, I don't I don't do math. Yeah. But yeah. it's always interesting when you look at like, you know, a lot of like growing up, I had a lot of friends with August birthdays. Sure. So, okay. So, you know, like, okay, you're a Christmas kid mm. right yeah I mean, that yeah. kind of makes sense i was born in june i don't know what nine months before that was september maybe <laughs> yeah probably back to school kid i don't know yeah that's yeah that, that is weird yeah i don't know i never really to be honest with you never really thought about that but uh so the dog had a birthday he's my my dog is one now and he also had and a major he, life change he did he got he's now castrata or castrato whatever he just he it's been neutered he has been neutered he has no bolas yeah and so it's been interesting for that was a week and a half or a week and a couple days ago and to try and keep a very high energy very crazy dog from doing anything yeah for two weeks is not the funnest thing i've ever had to do do they do anything special for dogs that are typically more active 
it's just a suture, right? They don't like double up on like super. No, fluid. it's sutured, but he is basically so he's been on pain meds for a week and change. Did that slow him down? Oh, at all? a lot. Oh, okay. Like there's days I look over and he's got his mouth open. He's like he looks like he's high. Oh, sweet. Um, they've got that sedatives, and then I've been giving him CBD. Okay. Just to keep him, but he's pretty good. Like he's been okay, but he goes. You can tell when stuff starts to wear off and he starts to feel like yeah. The first couple days, dude, he was done when does he have to go get the sutures out he doesn't they're the dissolvable, dissolvable kind yeah but he's got until thursday of just chill out and then because of covid i take a picture i have to text the picture of his balls oh to the vet so they can see the make sure nothing's bad yeah um no infection or anything he hasn't been able to have a bath he hasn't been able to have anything and he's just like been hanging out and we'll, you know we go places that pretty kind of mellow yeah because he can't really walk Do too anything, far or yeah. whatever but you know, it's keeping him from, anyways, you can tell kind of when he it's wearing off and he starts to go a little, like, a little kooky. Yeah. And so you got to get in there and, like, hit him with a little bit more sedative or whatever. It's like a, I don't know, something. So come Friday, after his two weeks of, of limited activity, is it no holds barred? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's nuts? supposed to be. And then it's just going to be, if I can do an entire day at the park with him, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, just get yeah, it, it all out of his yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. But it's, man, it is, there is something funny about animals on drugs. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it is, his pupils are normal. I mean, his pupils are huge. He's, I don't have time, I don't even know what he's staring at. <laughs> right? He's just looking at something, and he's just like, <laughs> and just like cracked out with that, you know, like, yeah. he's got a funky smile. It's freaking hilarious, man. I am. Do you think he notices? That, that he's lighter? Yes. Probably. That is, I mean. I guess, well, because he's got the cone on, so it's not like he can really lick his So he's got, yeah, so he's had a, okay, so they sent him home with one of those clear cones, right? Right. The plastic ones. Which suck. They're terrible, but he, um, that same day, Amazon actually, same day delivery, I got him one of the donuts. Those are awesome. They're great, except he can still reach. So it just, it keeps him from, like, he's actually pretty good when I tell him, nope, he stops, right? I'm like, uh-uh. But, um, so I had the donut on it as long as I could watch him. It's not a big deal. So he's more comfortable. Um, although he, I don't think he likes laying on it. He doesn't see it as a pillow. He sees it as like a, why can't I put my face on the floor? Okay. So he, yeah, that part he doesn't love, but (laughs) the cone. So he had the plastic cone on and he somehow managed in the middle of the night to get his mouth between his neck and the cone. Yeah, at the very bottom edge of the cone. Yeah, the very bottom edge. Sitting around his neck he and chewed. destroyed it. Yeah. So luckily, somebody gave me one of those floppy cones. Okay. The soft cones. So I've only had the cone on when he's in his crate. Okay. Otherwise, he gets the little donut because I can watch him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, man, it is freaking insane. I have no idea how he did it. When I got him out of the crate, it's not like his mouth was stuck in it. Right. He was back to normal. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not like, I mean, the thing was tight enough. I, you know, it's like his collar. I could get two fingers in there. Yeah. But that was it. And yet somehow he was able to get it far enough up yeah. his neck to get his mouth around it. I just wonder if he maybe leveraged like kind of part of the crate maybe. Oh. And kind of pushed in a weird way. And it, but I mean, have no idea. If he was idea. able to get it into his mouth, he almost had it completely off his head. Right. But then he put it, put it back, back on. on. Yeah. Yeah. He probably was like, shit, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> but it is, it's funny. Like, he gets mad at the cone, and he's like, meh, 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 and he pouts about it. Yeah. But when I go to put him in his crate, he shoves his head into his cone on his own. Huh. So it's not like, it's this weird mix of, like, I think he gets it, maybe? Or it just depends on how high he is. I guess. But, I mean, honestly, dude, CBD has been a lifesaver. 
do you notice a difference more with the CBD than you do with like the painkiller or the other stuff? Yeah, the pain when he was painkiller, he had two different pain medicines and like an anti-inflammatory, a pain medicine, and then a sedative they gave me. Yeah. And he was pretty cracked out on those three, but like more like spacey, like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but now it's just a sedative every so often if I want to give it to him. And then um, the CBD definitely mellows him out. I give him like a half of the dropper. Okay. It's the liquid stuff. Yeah. Just put it on um, his treat or something. Either on or... his food or on a treat. Yeah. Interesting. Because we've had all of our dogs have been fixed at some point, but I don't right. remember the cocktail of drugs where there was multiple things. It was usually just. Here's a, a pain thing. Right. And because we've had, the last two dogs we've had have been Boston Terriers. The donut is sufficient because yeah, their, their heads not, are so small, they right. can't reach around and, and get at themselves. Yeah, so. I mean, he's a he's one. So I guess if he had been a smaller, it would have been more effective. True. But he's also, I mean, he's got an actual snout. Like, he can actually. Yeah, and he's long enough that he yeah, just kind of folds around. stuff around. Yeah, but he's, man, when he's just cracked and he's, so he. Like, we'll go out, I'll take him out to go to the bathroom, whatever. He comes back in and he sits, he goes on his own to his cot yeah. or to his bed and he just like sits there and he's just like, well, I've seen some out. of the pictures you posted. He does look totally just out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is funny. I mean, I feel bad. I can't wait for this week to be done and then he can, we can go back and go hiking and do everything else again. Although, according to the internet, we are going to have a massive storm. Yeah, you got some weird. I got two flash, flash flood, flood warnings, warnings through Wednesday. And yet, if you look outside at the sky right now, there's not a single cloud in sight. <laughs> right. And I checked because I mean I live what 15, 20 minutes away, yeah. so I, I checked the the Doppler radar using the the Apple weather map, right. and it's completely clear around here. So I don't understand why you got the flash flood warnings. Me being twenty minutes away, anything. I didn't get anything. Yeah. Well, there supposedly rain in the forecast. Yeah, there is. There's rain, and supposedly it's a pretty good storm. But I think it's more of a storm in um, San Diego. But again, that's, but that's closer to me than it is to you. Right. And yet, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. have any. Maybe warnings. you're. Maybe Does you're more. You have better drainage. Maybe. I don't. Orange know. just doesn't drain good. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, because the rain. It's from what my phone shows. It's a thirty percent chance of rain on Monday. Oh, really? 80% on Tuesday, 40% on Wednesday. So we have a chance of rain for the next three days. And that's just in the Apple. You're using the Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, mine says nothing tomorrow, 80 Tuesday, 30 Wednesday. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The so as we, as we usually come into, the, into the, the, the episode, our pre-planning consists of sitting down, going over a couple of things. Yeah. And then you happen to ask, what is this? I did. So, and I am holding up. There's a square of just what appears to be toilet paper. This is a square of Charmin Ultra Soft toilet paper. Okay. With the dumbest toilet paper innovation. Wait a minute. Why isn't that straight? That's the dumb innovation. How do you call that an innovation? I don't know, but what the hell do you call anything with toilet paper? This is literally, you know, the, the dotted lines, the perforations. Yes. Instead of being a nice square of toilet paper the perforated lines are wavy but it, is that advertised on the packaging no so you just got it and you're like what the shit exactly <laughs> that's funny and even crazier is, is like i i looked it up i i typed in charmin toilet paper wavy perforations yeah yeah and apparently this is a test that they're doing and they're te- and it, they've they called it they're testing out this innovation which again this isn't innovative this what is, is it supposed to do I think it's just to remind you that the toilet paper has waves or ridges, and therefore, by making the perforations wavy, that you somehow equate 
the two together. What? But it's the dumbest thing. It's like that's really stupid, and it looks like it's shorter. It yeah, because it's not a true square. Oh right, it's that's the weirdest true. thing. And then the other thing that's odd is when I looked it up on the on the internet. Um, Do you feel weird looking that up on the internet? Like that's a weird thing to type in. Did you use the private browser on your phone or no, did you just because go regular? It, it wasn't. It's not all that embarrassing. Because I mean, what's the worst case that's going to happen? I'm going to get like toilet paper ads, or I maybe guess, like yeah. anti-diarrheal ads <laughs> as a maybe. stretch. Some right? Pepto ads, right? Yeah. But uh, the crazy thing is, is on the uh, on the dumpster fire that is Twitter, uh, oh, Charmin Jesus. has tweeted about this since 2018. What? That they've been testing this out, and apparently it's just in random rolls or random packages of huh. their ultra soft toilet paper. And it ha- said nothing on the package at all. No, nothing on the package. And so people can't intentionally go out and buy and a package unless they happen to look through the clear plastic and can somehow determine Tell. that there's a wavy right. perforation on it. But yeah. Who so you this? just went to sit and you're like, what the shit is this? Yeah, I put it on the, I put it on the roll and yeah. then I look at it. I'm like, what the hell? That's weird. But why? Like, <laughs> I, is, is, is Maybe this some sort of competitive advantage? Are people going to buy Charmin because, not just because they have bears that wipe their own ass, but because they I just they don't have, understand what the benefit is. I don't think there is any. But again, they had to create the tooling. Yeah, they had to retool yeah. their perforators. Mm-hmm. To go wavy. Why? And all I'm thinking is, like, if this gets into the hotels, they're all going to be pissed because they all want that folded triangle yeah, sharp yeah, edge. And instead, you got this stupid wavy edge. They're basically, that is the ruffles of toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wavy lays. <laughs> <laughs> but, what is so weird? Yeah. I think I would be concerned if I just, you know, hung a roll of toilet paper and went to tear it and it did like that. Well, and that's the thing is because it's not a straight line. Like, I don't know if the, the quick tug, that's yank, a two, tear. That's a two-hand job this right there. a two-hand there. tear right Yeah. It's, that is inconvenient. Yeah. What I... I don't really have a whole lot of criteria when it comes to shopping for toilet paper. Doesn't hurt. That's what I like. Yeah, basically doesn't hurt. Soft is really my, my sure. only requirement. Sure. I don't care if it's angel soft. I don't care if a bear wipes his butt with it. I don't <laughs> like I don't have any toilet paper brand loyalty. Right. Right. As long well, as I do. Do you? Well, I buy Charmin just because I know it has the qualities well, that I like. Well, fine. But, I mean, right. even then, there's like 27 flavors of Charmin. Oh, sure. I get whatever the red thing is. I order yeah. it on Amazon once every, whenever I need Are it. Are you on the subscribe and save? No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have, I have not noticed anything in my life that subscribe and save would work for. Yeah. Except I, for dog treats. Well, like, that would work. Because yeah. he's on like, there's a thing regular. Like, yeah, he gets like his bedtime bone. But, I mean, I, even I do like protein powder. And even that I can't do. I can't do either. Yeah. Just because I don't think I'm using it quite the way I'm supposed to be using it. Well, I also don't, I go in spurts. I don't always use it. I use it every weekday. When I I go to the gym, I use it. So Monday through Friday. And maybe the fact that I'm not using it on weekends throws off the, the subscription. Maybe. uh, Renewal speed because I don't need it spot on every 60 days. I need it you know, 75 days or whatever it is. I but. tried some stuff on subscribe and save. Like, for example, for a long time, I was going through rocks. I'd have a sugar-free rock star. That was my, yeah. my caffeine for the day before I got a new coffee maker. So I put that on subscribe and save, and I even did the math. Okay, here's when I should be getting a case of it or 2K, whatever, right. right? Somehow, they would either show up too late or show up too early, and so now I've got overlap, and I did. I just went. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. I'll just manually do it. Yeah, I canceled everything. I don't need to save the dollar that much. I, I kind of do the same thing with with prescription drugs. Like my pharmacy will do the automatic refill, right? And I turned all that stuff off because your timing's never right. 
Well, and it's also because I'm not taking a pill. Right. right. So like a, a capsule is a known thing, but as a diabetic, I'm, You're I'm injecting insulin. So yeah, it, it it's varies right. depending on what I've eaten or, or, sure. or my needs. So I've just had to turn off the, the automatic subscription renewal kind of thing with a lot of those things just because I don't seem to be fitting whatever. Well, especially when it's a per- perishable thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's, you can't have that laying around. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but it's like, you know, stuff like <laughs> even as stupid as this is, right? Like to your point, a pill, like even the dogs flea and tick stuff and whatever, I could get that on an auto ship. But yeah. But I don't. Yeah. It, I, 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 they, I know they, they, they dangle the, at least in the Amazon's case, yeah, it's, the like discount. it's a 5% yeah. discount, but it's even then it just, it just doesn't make sense. I'd rather pay the extra 5% to not to have yeah. to have a month and a half supply stacked around somewhere. The only thing that, uh, I do like though, is they do that same guaranteed same day delivery. And it's like usually a minimum of $25. Yeah. So when I ordered the donut for him, I had to get a few th- you know, <laughs> extra to get to that. So ironically I ordered him some new balls, Oh. but the kind that you throw and he fetches. Have you seen? They actually have uh, nudicles. Yes. Yes. Synthetic testicles, so that from the appearance standpoint, yeah. your dog looks intact. I would imagine that's for like a show dog, maybe. Why? I don't know what you would do. Like, what's the point? Male vanity. I mean, obviously, it's like the truck nuts would for you, your dog. But would you upsize them? Oh, God. <laughs> you have huge, like German Shepherd size yeah, or Labrador testicles, Doberman ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I that seems like such a weird thing. But the odd thing is, is of course, you and I both know about that product. So clearly, whatever marketing they did back in the day is I I am trying to like we had talked about this thing at one point. And I don't remember why I know about it, let alone the brand name. Yeah, I can't wait till I see start seeing Instagram ads about oh, it now. God, that we that'd be so about funny. Yeah, some <laughs> get your nudicles. I mean, I you know if that's what you're into, like, if that's <laughs> what you're into. I just I personally wouldn't. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. <laughs> no, no, I'm also, I just think it's strange that people, like, that's definitely human vanity. Oh, for sure, because right? the dog like, doesn't give a dog shit. The dog doesn't care. Yeah, he's not getting his self-esteem by the the. the I wonder if, of if Lance Armstrong has one. To help him stay on the bike seat better? Or just to balance him out. I don't know. Vanity, same thing, you know? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I'm assuming that he's still got all of his scrout. Yeah, and so he's saying he needs to fill the space. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is interesting. So today <laughs> is... Uh, I don't know how you're going to get out of this one. Uh, this is, speaking of nuts... Yeah, there you no, go. Uh, today was the end of daylight saving time. Yeah, it it was, and it's confusing. Yes and no, because I feel like I've had... Well, I think every Sunday morning after daylight saving time ends is a super productive morning because I'm still on the old time. Old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, usually on a given Sunday, without an alarm, I'll wake up around 7.30ish. So that sure. meant this morning, I woke up around 6.30. Right, right, right. So kind of hung out in bed, just reading articles and stuff, but was able to get up, go out, take the whole family out for breakfast, come back to the house. Uh, Jeanette went to Trader Joe's to do the grocery shopping. I took down all the, the remaining Halloween decor, right. packed it all away, um, Jeanette came back. We put away all the groceries. We baked brownies. We did all of and that. You look at the clock and it's 9 a.m. It was 9.45. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, it's the same thing this morning. Like My problem with daylight savings time is, especially now that we have all these devices that are connected and you don't really have to change your clock, 
At least when I used to change my clock, I could look at it and go, okay, I, now I know what the real time is because it's wrong. Oh, because it went one way versus the other? Yeah. yeah well, you now, know you're falling back or Yeah, but forward. now like with the phone automatically adjusting, I'm always like, okay, did it adjust? Oh, is it really 6 o'clock now or is it 7? There's no frame of reference. You just have to trust that it adjusted. Well, you could walk over to your oven. That doesn't automatically yeah, adjust. Yeah, that's far away. <laughs> <laughs> right but like no i mean it it does well, it's like, a little confusing I did so the same, same thing. thing i woke up super early i did the same thing because i my i wear my uh i have a little garmin fitness tracker yep. and so i wear that to bed and so when i woke up I, I tapped the screen to see what time it was and it hadn't updated because it hadn't synchronized with my phone yet ah, to do the update sure so once i synchronize it then it's of course it, it changed the time back yeah, but yeah. my phone was correct but it was just yeah it's 6 30 ish and i was like ah yeah i mean i was i woke up I would say probably about that thing, 637. Yeah. So really it's, see, this is where I'm confused. It would have been 730. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh, and I was trying to figure out like, can the dog stay in bed another? Like we stayed up pretty late last night. I kept him up till about midnight-ish. In preparation for the time change? Just feeling like I wanted to sleep in a little bit. Oh, and so yet 630 yeah, a.m. Still didn't. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's all sorts of of tips i've seen like online for people that have a hard time dealing with the time change it's the other way that's hard yeah because you're losing the hour yeah, of sleep right and, but i mean as a parent you're not really gaining an hour of sleep anyways no as a is a human parent or a fur parent right. you have the same problem because yeah. the kids or the pets don't know any different anyways yeah. but one of the more interesting things was is like if you don't have anything to do on that sunday don't change your clocks until after you've woken up you do your coffee thing, and then just at like 11 a.m. Oh, just to kind of keep your, your clock back. Yeah, because sure. then at that point, your day just gets a little shorter, but right. you're already up and about. And Well, but it is weird. It's 2, whatever it is right now, 2.45 or something like that. Yes. And uh, it, so it would be 3.45. Correct. It, see, it's very confusing. Like, I don't feel, I was feeling a little tired, so I had another cup of coffee yeah. today. So I've had three cups of coffee today. Exactly. We're normally... I don't normally have an afternoon coffee. Oh. But I did today. Okay. Um, now you're going to be wired. You're not going to be able to fall asleep. No. It, you know what? I can sit on the couch and fall asleep right now. Caffeine doesn't stay. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Like, no. you know, I, I can do caffeine right before bed and it doesn't make a difference. I typically, asleep. I'll do three cups of coffee a day. Okay. Which is. But usually in the a.m. So now yeah. you've had two in the morning and one in the afternoon. Right. Now I'm just kind of. Well, I was like, you know, I was kind of feeling. So I had. For the first time in my life, I had a professional massage today. Oh, yeah? First time ever. Was it a happy ending? No, no. That would have been super awkward, actually. Where'd you go? Uh, to the bedroom of someone's house. What? Yeah, a friend of mine. Well, yeah. Somebody got a massage for me, and it was we did it at their house. Okay. Like, the person comes over. Like okay. They bring their table. Their table? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had never had, had that before, and so I was kind of, like, afterwards, like, relaxed and feeling like, okay, I need to... Yeah. Wake up. Did they give you the, the bottle of water after the massage? Are they supposed to? A lot of the massage places I've been to, yes. No. I don't know if they're supposed to, but they give you the bottle of water, I guess, to flush out your system because by doing the massage, they've released a bunch of mm, crap nope. into your body. Something weird like that? No, he did say I would be sore tomorrow, and I can tell I'm going to be. Where did he? Just did, like my back and shoulders, but like I, I'm so tense. I have like, I can tell. I mean, I've got like super knots and whatnot. Yeah. Well, that's so. the worst. It's just all super crunchy. And I, I'm looking at why do they give you water oh, after yeah. massage? It's got to probably do something with your toxins and your 
cleanse your chakra yeah. or whatever people talk it's about. It's beneficial to drink water after a massage because as the massage therapist manipulates your muscles, substances are released. Okay, here's drinking the thing. Drinking water, though. but yeah, it's all He vague. didn't give me a water, but he did mention drinking water. Yeah. So I'm drinking a LaCroix. Yeah, it helps the body flush out any accumulated materials that were released during a massage, but it, it's super vague. Like because there's no science behind it. Yeah, it's like, what is it? What has been released in what materials? But I guess apparently it's just uh, drinking water helps reduce soreness. And inflammation. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, I mean, but anyway, so having never had that done before, I just, I don't really love strangers touching me. So that was always like a big thing of why I never did it. But now I'm like, eh, it's really not that big of a deal. And it was nice. It felt really nice. Yeah, Jeanette and I go probably once a month or something like that. Yeah. There is a little. Uh, you go to like a place. Yeah, it's a little like massage place, but uh-huh. it's it's uh it's like a Chinese foot spa massage place okay. kind of thing. So it's not like the super fancy high end, like where a one hour massage is like one hundred and forty five bucks. Okay, this is like a ninety minute massage for I think it's like seventy eighty bucks. And one of those ones like keep your shirt on. Yeah, in the, in a room with other people. They I've heard of them. Sort of. Yeah, they do yeah. that, or it's just like it's just curtains. Oh, like, okay. That close around. Sure, so you, sure. you can disrobe, but it's not the place that you would go buck ass naked. You just you know you strip. Down I wouldn't your, go buck ass naked anywhere. Yeah, you just strip down to your underwear. Yeah, well, sure. I, I've been in places where like oh you can take that off. I'm like no. Yeah, I don't feel the need to do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Huh. Anyways, that first time. That's all I got. Would you do it again? Oh yeah, yeah. Now that I, but I okay. So I wouldn't say though, like it's not a life changing thing. No, it's definitely relaxing. Yeah, it's a nice treat. Yeah, it's it's not like a, yeah, it's not like it blows your mind. But at the same time, you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. You walk out of there just a little. Yeah, but I mean, he did say it's tomorrow. I'm gonna be sore. Tuesday, I'm gonna be super like, you know, like like loose. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and he was digging like a couple spots was. I'm pretty good at taking, like, you I mean, you can push as hard as you want. Yeah. Um, there were a couple spots, though, that he got into some knots. He's like, oh, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where, I mean, cause these women aren't huge, and they're just beating mm-hmm. the crap out of me just right. with their elbow or <laughs> yeah. whatever they're doing. He's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. enough. It was interesting, though. He knew. He's like, oh, you're right-handed, right? Said, yep. He could tell, like, the difference in tension in my oh, back. Okay. He also knew that I played hockey. His is like you, you kind of can tell, like, sort of, I don't know. He said, like, some of the injuries and stuff just seem like that kind of impact injury. Oh, interesting. interesting. I didn't yeah. know there was like a hockey physique. I guess. Chicken legs. You're and- built like a hockey player. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, big legs, nose top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like leg day never happens or always happens. Always happens. It's only leg day. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I thought it was uh, interesting. And so I'm. I will say that the worst part of the massage is the massage table has that little. Um, Toilet seat, yeah, the face hole, face, whole the face thing? hole. Yeah, my head is so big that it doesn't comfortably fit in that, and so by the end of like the ninety minute massage, my jaw hurts because yeah, it's just so tight of a hole. To- right. Yeah, it was that was a little awkward because you do. It's like how where do you position? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, does my jaw rest on this thing? Does it not? So that was. I don't know, but I mean, with how shitty my bed is, not a lot, for, you know, is going to make my back feel better. But I feel like that would start. Is this going to spur you to get a new mattress? I needed to. I've been needed to get a new mattress since I bought this one. <laughs> like this is one of those things where I might have told you this before. It was the most comfortable mattress I've ever laid on in my life in the store. And then at home, and I got it home, and it has never been comfortable. Did and you- I did all the break-in thing. I did the rotate. I did everything they told me to do. 
I slept sideways on the freaking thing and slept all the way a, across it. It's on a it platform on? now. Okay. Was it was a box spring before. And it was a box spring in the store. Yep. And it still felt like shit in the, yep. at home. It's Weird. terrible. I want to get one of those, maybe one of those sleep numbers. Oh, yeah, where you can but bump I've heard it up and down. mixed yeah. things. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll just get a nectar. Oh, the, the like one of the mattress in a box, right? Yeah. The thing is, you don't know. The easiest way that the first the first big mattress purchase that Jeanette and I had was based on a hotel mattress. We stayed at the signature at MGM Grand, right? And we loved the the bed. We just this was awesome. So right. we we uh, contacted the front desk and like, oh yeah, um, they got us the number to like the Sealy sales rep, and it's, uh-huh. it's a hospitality mattress. So it's a, it's different than the consumer grade. Okay. I don't know what the difference it's is. It's probably more durable. Or more stain resistant. I don't sure. know. But uh um, more hooker resistant? Yeah. You I, know. I don't know. Blood fluids. Sure. Anyways, so we contacted the sales rep and we got a king size mattress. I want to say it was like six hundred bucks with a box for me or eight hundred bucks with a box for me. It That's was like so cheap. Super cheap. Yeah. And uh we had it for I don't know, probably 10 years, yeah. eight years, 10 years. And it was great mattress. That's the other thing about mattresses. They're bullshit expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a racket. Oh, for sure. That's that's why there's mattress stores on every corner, just right. because the profit margins of the things are insane. You can't cross shop them. Well, it is funny, though. You can negotiate. Oh, yeah. You can totally haggle yeah. on the mattress, but it's like you can't cross shop them when they go, oh, you know, we guarantee we have the best price. Yeah. It's because there's every, no way to know. Every brand has their own model names. Right. So, like, if you're a sit-and-sleep customer and you go into, like, some other mattress firm store, they'll both have Sealy mattresses, but one will be the, the Dream Air Deluxe, and the other one will be the, the Good Night Supreme. Yeah, it's right. the exact same physical properties, right. but because it has a different fabric and a different name, they're not the same mattress, and therefore, they don't price match. The, you know, the other thing, too, about thinking about back about this is so the mattress I got at home and it sucked and I they have one of those guarantees, right? Yeah. The, whatever. 30 days, 90 days, 60 right. days, whatever it is. I called and said, hey, look, this is trash. Sucky. Yeah. And they said, OK, no problem. We can trade. We can take it back. It's a 10 percent restocking fee plus a pickup fee plus of this plus of that. And then you have to come and get a different you know, come pick a different mattress. They made it so not worth my time and my money that yeah. I just said, fuck it. <laughs> I'll suffer. Yeah, I'll keep it. And yeah. now, I mean, meanwhile, the mattress, honestly, I, I bought it. It's moved through three different states. It's been in, you know, so it's it's time. It's Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably due for a replacement. It is. I just, I, I get so frustrated. I feel like it's such a racket that I just don't know. And I've heard good things about mattresses in a box. But then they're actually pretty expensive now. Oh, yeah. Like, I looked at the purple i think it was There's so many of those like yeah. foam mattress box things well purple's and- the one i looked at and it had got awesome reviews i looked at the queen mattress and they're 1300 bucks so it's uh, not like they're cheap right because when they first came out it was like they, they were cheap right. that's the reason why it made sense to go f- with right. them but now they're not and the crazy thing is is they're sold everywhere i walked into a lowe's oh really they have all those mattresses in a oh, so box. You can actually try, oh, but you can't try them. You can't try them yeah. out, but they're packaged in a box. So you walk down the aisle. They got mattresses inside, you know, Home Depot, huh. Lowe's, which is kind of a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to see somebody try returning one because once you open up out of the box, that thing ain't. So I guess the way when you, they have one of those guarantees too. They'll take it back and I guess you get a full refund, but they ask you to donate. Either you have to destroy it and show proof or you have to donate it to something who the hell's taking a used mattress that's exactly right that's gross well i don't think anybody is 
Yeah, like, I mean, from, maybe. from a from a like donation center, I don't think you can donate it to Goodwill or no. Salvation Army or things. Like I don't that, even so. think that. I mean, you would just have to lob it over the fence at night. You would Craigslist it, honestly, which like, is also gross. Yeah, we we had a a spare bedroom mattress that we had, and when we turned the spare bedroom into more of a TV media room, sure, uh, we we put that mattress up on Craigslist, and it went probably that same day. I think the ad went live. That's pretty gross. Totally gross. But I mean, it had only been slept on, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 times in its entire lifespan. And still, you just don't know. Right. Like, that's what's weird about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a bed bug. It could. But I mean, I guess you would see that on it the could mattress. Have hep. Uh, if you don't have any f- stains I, on I it, I, I don't know. But, anyways, I mean, we yeah, had people that were totally fine with. Claiming a, a free mattress that had been previously used. Well, speaking of Goodwill, did you know, I recently found out, Goodwill has an online auction site. They do. I did not know this yeah. until recently. Because one of my friends was telling me they bought a pair of shoes, like some cool Jordans, for super cheap. Online? Off, yeah, off of Goodwill's site. And they'll ship, and, or if you find a local one, they'll pick it up. But what makes them decide that it's something worth putting on the site versus just leaving it in the store on the shelf? No idea. That's what's interesting. Because then it's like, if they know it has value, what? I mean, like, he got a pair of Jordans for 20 bucks were that they, were in good shape. No, ah, that's not bad. No, not at all. I mean, I so I naturally I, did a Lego search, and they have a bunch of Lego, too. I've never purchased used shoes. I, I don't. I believe I, I purchased a pair of used shoes once, and that was that. For like a Halloween costume, for or to actually yeah, something like, like that, something like no, 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 it wasn't like I need to wear these. I might as well buy used underwear, which I don't think you can do it at Goodwill. I have seen underwear on the rack at Goodwill, really, or Salvation, way back when we were kids. Huh. I distinctly remember tidy whities hung up <laughs> on a hanger, on hangers. Up. Yeah, you know the clippy hangers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah on those. I, it's weird. It's gross, but it's a thing. But yeah, I did. I had no idea they had an auction site, and I looked. I mean, a lot of stuff on there. One, I guess, one of his friends gets. Um, he orders like high end audio or buys high end audio equipment that people they don't know the Goodwill thing exists. Oh yeah, I I, I so you get uh, stuff cheap. Yeah, one of my uh, actually a group of my former coworkers. We would go out and hit up like the local Salvation Army. Yeah, we would hit up the Goodwills, and we were looking at vintage audio equipment because usually it just has no perceived value because it's an old right. rack, you know, receiver or amplifier or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they may not work right, but these guys knew how to fix them them, and and they could flip them and make a decent amount of money on eBay for the vintage audio uh, equipment. But the other thing they would look for, surprisingly, was Starbucks mugs. Yeah, people go crazy for those. Yes. Apparently the new cups are out and that's a big deal. Oh, the holiday cups? Yeah, but I'm just saying like... Yes. Why? They're, but Starbucks has mugs that are from different places, though, right? Right. They're, yeah. they're basically like collector mugs, and they would do one, like, you know, one for every state. Or sure. They have different themes or whatever. Oh. And so the um, my coworkers and I, we, we jokingly called ourselves the mugging crew. Because literally, like, on <laughs> a lunch break, jackets. we would stop and uh, we would stop and get something to eat somewhere. Yeah. And then stop in at the local Goodwill or Salvation Army and look for mugs and look for vintage audio equipment. Right. And... These guys were able to make several hundred dollars pretty easily just with those two categories, with vintage Starbucks mugs huh. and just old audio equipment. I used to buy old straight razors at the uh, like the antique stores and stuff, clean them up and sell them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have them sharpened and then, well, I would sharpen them and then right. sell them. And especially if they were like, because they're really cool handles, like the, if the scales and stuff were in good shape, 
people would pay a lot of money for them. So you would make like, I would buy bucks, one for like, bucks? no, I buy one for five, six, seven bucks, sometimes a little bit more than that. And I've sold a couple of them for a hundred, hundred and a half. Oh wow. That's yeah. not bad at all. No, not bad at all. And it's, what did it take me an hour and a half, two hours to clean something up? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, you find the right category now right. though, because it, that was when that wasn't a popular thing to do, but then wet shaving got really popular. Straight razor got popular. So then the, even the people in the antique store, they know, right. And, and they jack have, the prices up. Now you have goodwill competing for your business when they right. have an online market as well. Yeah. Which is interesting. I actually should, I should pop over to the goodwill. There's one down the street. Yeah. Not too far away. Interesting. Goodwill though is a, I don't like them that much. Right. Cause they're a for profit right. industry. Yeah. It's, but I guess, I guess technically Salvation Army is for profit. Yeah, but I think they might be more charitable. With I, I believe their, that's the case. Their money than yeah. than Goodwill is. But if you can find a deal, like I've I've heard of a bunch of people that are buying like either bulk Lego or they're finding retired Lego sets, like and making they're flipping the stuff for pretty good profit. Interesting. Yeah, and especially I guess if you can find the missing pieces, because you know there has to be or minifigures. Minifigures. Some of those are crazy expensive because they only came in a set or whatever, right? So if you but. I don't have the necessary the depth of knowledge to be super profitable at doing that, nor no. do I have the time or the room for more Lego. Sure, it's <laughs> also fair. <laughs> so, Halloween was last week. It was. It was on a Monday. It was on a Monday. Yep. Were you around? I was. I stuck around. I went to uh, somebody's house and I smoked a tri-tip. Their brother made this amazing pumpkin soup with oh. some like jalapeno. Oh no, not pumpkin soup. Sorry. Uh, Heirloom tomato soup. Okay. With some jalapeno in it. Uh, we had a salad. It was great. I don't know if the heirloom tomato or the pumpkin sounded better. Heirloom tomato. Yeah. Definitely. But the, uh, <laughs> so we, <laughs> I started negotiating with the trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. So if you gave me a box, I was, I, for whatever, I wanted nerds. Yeah. So like, if you give me a box of nerds, you can have three candies. Oh, wow. Right? So we kind of yeah. like, we had a currency, a barter system going. And? And it worked. I got a couple packs of nerds. I got some warheads. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see any nerds or warheads in Grayson's candy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was only like two people that had nerds, maybe even one, but it was worth it. But uh, yeah. How was traffic for you guys? Because for us, it, it was it was busy, but clearly because it was a Monday night, it wasn't the same as it would have been if it was over a weekend week. There's a ton, but in waves. Yeah. We got maybe 75 or so trick-or-treaters come through. I it, would say more than that. But we ended up with candy left over. So there was definitely candy left over, but also they had bought a lot of it. We didn't buy as much as we normally would have, but we still were surprised like how abruptly the trick-or-treating ended. Like by 8:15, 8:30 on Monday night, it was dead. And usually like, you know, in a on a typical year when it's where Halloween falls on a Friday or a Saturday night, yeah. We'd have we'd have trick-or-treaters come through like nine o'clock a little later i would say they there were probably kids coming through until about nine maybe a little bit later than that but like nine fifteen would be the latest probably yeah i mean it's it is a school night yeah. and like grayson didn't have school on that monday which seems like an odd day to give them off when all the activity happens that night and it would make sense to have the following day off but i'm surprised that huh. well I, I think a lot of kids had like a teacher conference or it was in-service day it was an like in-service day for the teachers so like for my son's right. school like the students didn't have to do anything but all the teachers still had to show up right. to work to do whatever i don't know what they do on training staff day. meetings sure. or whatever but it, it is interesting that halloween hasn't gone the way of like um 
Mother's Day, Father's Day. Or, or you just move it to whatever Where day. it's like, yeah, yeah. The, the fourth Saturday of the month or whatever. So it's just always on the same day, not necessarily the same number. Like Christmas moves around, but Thanksgiving is well, always. Christmas doesn't move around. The, it's on the 25th, but the 25th could be a oh, yeah, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, right, right, Monday, right, right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so Halloween's yeah. always the 31st. Right. But Thanksgiving isn't a set day. It's just the, the third, third Thursday right. in November. Thanks, or Thanksgiving. Halloween Thanksgiving. is also my dad's birthday. So growing up was always like, I want to hang out with my dad and celebrate his birthday, but I would rather go trick or treating. There's like this weird balance of the that, two. That one is kind of a hard, I guess. Somebody's got to be born on Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's right? plenty of people, but yeah. it's just like, which is the worst holiday to be born on? Oh, to be born on? Probably Christmas. You have Christmas, New Year's Day, Halloween. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Because then, like... You get all the cheese ball, religious, jokey... Well, not only that, but, like, you're born on Christmas, you get a day of presents. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that is the biggest... I am almost exactly six months. I'm just two weeks, but I'm far enough away that I don't get that. Right. As as a kid, my, my grandmother would ask if I wanted one big present or just two regular presents, but... Ooh. But her spending threshold was always around like twenty or twenty five bucks per gift. So she should just combine them. If I yeah, if you if show I chose. wanted to, yeah, but right. I never did. Ah, because I I don't think I would have ever gotten anything like super big. You could have got a Nintendo game. Yeah, but even then, I think Nintendo games were like twenty five, thirty bucks. So it wasn't like it was a stretch. Sure. Back in the that's er- a decent. I mean, back then that's a decent amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like you could buy a candy bar. Now you can barely get a meal at a fast food restaurant for like 20 bucks. Dude, seriously. It's crazy. Food food costs are insane right now. Oh, yeah. We, we went to the grocery store yesterday just to start grabbing some of the, the Thanksgiving essentials before the stores sure. are wiped out. So um, we picked up... Jeanette likes to use uh, orange marmalade as part of the, the rub for the, the turkey. Okay. And so a jar of orange marmalade... Uh, we just b- bought the, the like store the brand or something. Yeah, we went to Pavilion, so oh, okay, sure. Kroger yeah, yeah. owned or whatever. <clears throat> yep. So that was the the cheapest at I want to say it was like four bucks, but the name brand stuff was six bucks a jar, and Jeez. it wasn't like a very big jar. And yeah, this is the stuff that easily like the I guess the old person in me could say, oh yeah, I remember spending a buck ninety nine or two forty nine right, right. for that, and so it, it is crazy. Like I we walked to Pavilions. We bought two um, three-pound turkey breasts, mm-hmm. and then uh, we three bought... Three pounds? Mm-hmm. A piece? Yeah. Jesus, that's massive. Nah, yeah, but when you look at it... No, but I'm just saying... Yeah, that means like the turkeys a, has to be... Yeah, how big is that turkey? Probably like a 26-pound, I Jurassic guess. turkey. Something like that. Yeah. So we got two three-pound breasts. We got some box stuffing. We got... Stofers? Or, I mean, stovetop? Uh, what's... The, it starts with a C. Come what? On. Yeah, there's it's all a, about the stovetop. No, this other stuffing brand's pretty legit. Really? Yeah, I've never. The only one I know of is stovetop. Stovetop is the that was it, like the it's the Kleenex of of uh, yeah. Stuffing. Do you remember the commercials? Vaguely, but With I the can't. kids like, "Mom, can I eat at Jimmy's tonight? They're having stovetop." <laughs> or like they both be like, you know, the two kids would be like, "What are you having for dinner? Chicken and stovetop?" And they were both having the same thing, so they it, figured out how to eat twice. It's Mrs. Cubison's. I've never heard of it. It's uh, you'll you'll recognize the the branding or the logo just because it's like a. Is it a brown box? Yeah. It's okay. Got I a think cur- I know what you're cursive about. script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think I know what you're talking about. 
But anyways, so two reusable grocery bags of gro- of groceries, and then we bought uh, some fried chicken for dinner last night. So we okay. got the eight-piece deli takeout. Yeah. 90 bucks. Jesus. That's that, a lot. Yeah. For two bags that I'm carrying, you know, just walking home yeah. with, 90 bucks. I bought... I don't know, a couple small things recently. I feel like every time I go to the grocery store, it's $50. It doesn't matter what you buy. That's like the minimum that you're going to get out of there with. I, and I don't even think I filled up a bag. That was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is It is kind of crazy to see the, the, the price increases for stuff. And, and well, some stuff is stupid cheap. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if I've come across anything stupid cheap. There's some stuff that's like randomly really cheap. Like pork went down again. Oh. Yeah. Right, but chicken was for chicken was twice what well, and beef shit, was for a while. And the shitty thing is, is as prices change, there's definitely elasticity in the way the price will will jump up. Right. But it never comes back down. Well, chicken did come back down for a little bit. Certain commodities do. Yeah. But like anything that's got like a name brand in oh, a retail sure. package. Yeah. Like I remember when like a twelve pack of soda, like the regular price used to be like four ninety nine. Uh huh. Now it's like you walk into a grocery store, the 12 pack of soda, the regular price is like $7.99, $8.99. That's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and probably will stay that way. Exactly. Right. It's not going to come back down quite this, or if it does, it'll be a fraction of what it went up. Right, right, right. So that that's it's always interesting to see. But I think for me, the, the, the biggest surprise is I'm still working from home. So I don't have to go into the office. But on the times that I do, and I go out for lunch... It's just amazing how much more expensive lunch out has gotten. Yes. You know, I used to be able to go out for lunch and have a, a good lunch for 10 bucks, 12 bucks. And that was expensive. Yes. And yeah. maybe like on a high end, 15 bucks. Right, right. And now it's like if I spend $18 on lunch, I'm surprised that's all it was. Yeah. And it's not like not you're in a good way. anywhere nice. No. Right. Yeah, it's it's just it's insane how much everything has gone up. But I think that's where I, I kind of realize that I, I'm glad that I still have the flexibility to be able to work from home, so I can make myself a, just a inexpensive sandwich, you know, and just kind of lay low. Whereas yeah. in the past, because when I worked in the office daily, I would eat lunch out daily. Right. And back then it would be fifty bucks a week, and now it would easily be like eighty, ninety, maybe a hundred bucks a week. Yeah, it's it's insane. I am um, well. It even like so a lot of times for lunch, I just cut up part to remain and make a little salad. Yeah, and like just you know real basic, but calorie in, calorie out. So, anyways, um, even that's gotten expensive. And I've noticed that the quality of the, of the produce has gone down. The piece like they're smaller. Oh, interesting. And they do not last more than two or three days. Like I, I know, like when we bought the Halloween candy, we bought three bags, and it each bag was fifteen. That's 99. a lot of money. So that was for Halloween candy. Yeah, Forty five bucks. Yeah. When it was like what remember back the one of those giant bags of candy was like seven bucks, six yeah. bucks, something like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. And this sounds like two old people just But the funny thing is is like when we were out because we went walking with Grayson to go trick or treating, we were having him hit up more houses so that at least we would get as much candy back as as we put out yeah, that's money. into the uh the candy economy. What was his uh what was his costume this year? He and Grayson, or he and Grayson, he and Pepper. Grayson and Pepper both dressed up as bananas. Uh-huh. And uh, don't know why. Like, Grayson's costume logic is amazing just because it seems so spur-of-the-moment whimsical, but he just decides, like, randomly what he's going to be maybe about a month before Halloween rolls around. And so this year he was a banana. 
Okay. Last year, he was a frog. The year before that, he was a pigeon. He's been a fish taco. He's been just random things. He's been a seal. He's been a spider. It's better than, like, everybody is Spider-Man. Yeah. He's not doing, like, the comic book stuff. He's right. not doing, like, the video game character. He's not, like, Master Chief from Halo. He's not a um, Roblox character or a Minecraft yeah, character. Yeah, sure. So it's 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 fun in that regard, but it is seemingly so random when he just decides, I'm going to be a banana. Eh. And finds a costume that literally the, the top half of the costume unzips so he can be a unpeeled banana. Oh, that's funny. Or zip it up so he's just a regular banana. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. And then we found a dog costume that does the same thing. That's cool. I noticed something interesting this year. Yeah? A lot of kids in like a Deadpool costume as example. Okay. Right? Has that kid seen Deadpool? Because if that, that kid's what, parents letting are letting him watch Deadpool. And what parent is letting their kid? Right. Yeah. I was just like, do you know who you're supposed to be? Oh, that's pretty funny. Do you, It's like, do you know who you're supposed to be? Because yeah, I, I don't saw, know. I mean, there's. I, I, I feel like a lot of kids' costumes are just whatever their parents got them. Possibly. But I think the kids themselves, like, I mean, especially when they start to get to be the 11, 12. You know, I'm talking like the, the 8, little 9, 10. Kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was surprised with the number of inflatable costumes I saw. Okay. And then how little I actually saw them after a certain point. Like, when the night started... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of inflatable costumes. And then once the kid walked like a half block and realized how much of a pain in the ass and how sweaty it was, right. they were out. Like, yeah. our, our neighbor, uh, one of one of Grayson's friends, she went as a dinosaur. So, kind of similar to the inflatable T-Rex costume you had. Yep. She had that. She said she made it around the block halfway before she was just... Sweating buckets. And yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, so she yeah. went home, took it off, turned into a witch, and then just finished her trick-or-treating that way. I, the other thing I thought was funny were the adults that were coming up trick-or-treat with their bag. And you'd be like, where's their fucking kid? And they'd be like, oh, no, it's for my little baby in a stroller. Your baby in a stroller doesn't need a Mars bar. Yeah, I agree with that. But Or an Almond Joy. Get yeah. your hands off the Almond Joy. But in in a off night, on a Monday night, like if the candy just disappears, I'm fine. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, oh, I I, I agree. It's just, it's silly. Yeah. I, but then, we, we did put our Halloween candy to good use. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially today with all of our extra free time this morning, Jeanette made brownies. Oh, okay. And, and you just put random candy in We it? shoved a bunch of chocolate into the brownie mix and threw it in the oven. So I did it in kind of strips. So the top third was... Um, Reese's Pieces, uh, or no, Reese's uh, Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. Then the middle third was peanut M&M's. Uh-huh. The bottom third was the square Snickers, tiny little bite-sized pieces. Oh, I've never seen And those. then uh, Kit Kats, and then some extra Reese's Pieces. Ooh, Kit, a baked Kit Kat can't be good. It was fine. Really? Yeah. It's it didn't just... get, like, dry? No. And huh. then and then we got all the plain M&M's and sprinkled them all over the entire top of the uh, brownie mix. Did you buzz them with the blender first? Nope. Oh, just... Just full, full pieces in there. Okay. And then, uh, so yeah, we called it uh, chocolate overload brownies. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, it's a good thing you already have diabetes. Yeah. Right? I had a piece. It was good. Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. That just sounds so, uh, what's Decadent? The right yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Or, or diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it's diabetident. Yeah. That is not a word that anybody should ever use again. I'm sorry. Unless they're eating those chocolate overdose yeah. overload cookies. Yeah. I, uh, brownies. Yeah, I, I think I had maybe three or four pieces of candy at most. What's your go-to? Like, if you're going to steal candy out of it, is it just the nerds? I like the ner- anything sour. Like, give me the sour patch kids or give me the sour rope. There's the- n- 
not a lot of candy I don't like. Like, I like Skittles. I like Nerds. Okay. I like Sour Patch Kids. I like uh, Skittles. I like uh, Peanut M&M's, Kit Kat. Peanut M&M's are good, but I, for the most part, will stay away from most of the chocolate stuff. I do like a frozen Snicker. Okay. It's got to be frozen. Yeah. Uh, and I will sometimes go towards like a an almond joy. See, Grayson's a huge fan of almond joy, and I don't know where he got it from. They're disgusting. It's the coconut flavor that and coconut's kind of gross. It kind of is, but yeah. I, I it's it's weird. Like the first bite of almond joy, you're like, hmm, not bad. Then the next bite, you're like, oh, this is just weird. And the texture is bizarre. Yeah. Like flaked coconut is a terrible texture or shaved or whatever they call that. But the one that I had the most problem with texture wise and flavor wise, I just don't care for Butterfinger. <gasps> yeah. I used to love those as a kid. And you know, the odd thing was, I did not see a single Butterfinger. No. In, on, on Halloween night or anything. Also needs to be frozen though. What does it do? I don't know. Just changes. It makes it. I don't know. Because the only thing that I, I grew up traditionally freezing were thin mints the thin mint yeah, cookies yeah. the girl scout cookies those snickers are bomb frozen i have to try that and that's different than the snickers ice cream bar yeah well obviously it's different yeah, yeah. but i mean in, in terms of yes i also so if we get froyo that is the topping i will get i'll get nuts like okay. i like the peanuts maybe some walnuts if i'm okay. feeling clever yeah uh but butterfinger that's a go-to topping at the froyo yeah and i'm surprised that i didn't see any butterfingers because i yeah, think grayson enjoys butterfinger as well but we just didn't see any they don't taste the same they changed the formula at some point so they don't taste the same as when we were kids oh that's one of those things where they just bought the naming and then cut costs and then i don't know i mean i think product. they just they tried to make it more Butterflake? I have no... I don't even know what the flavor of a Butterfinger is. Oh, that's a good question. What? Flaky sugar? <laughs> like, I don't know. What if it's supposed to be like a completely obvious... I think it's peanut butter, maybe? Let me look. Butterfinger flavor. It'd be really funny if the internet's like, we have no idea. Well, I'm seeing butter... F it's peanut butter. It doesn't taste anything like peanut It doesn't. Butter. That's what I'm saying. Like it. I'm sure that's what they tell you. But they is. say in 2018... Butterfinger changed his recipe. Yep. And that's where it went to poop. It's like, uh, you know, remember New Coke? Yes. I mean, I never tried it, but... Or what's that? Uh, Crystal Pepsi? Oh, I tried that. Did you? Yeah. Uh, there's Coke has two things out. There's like a Galaxy. They're like two weird flavors. Isn't it Dream something? I don't know what it is, but I've tried both of them because my, either my nephew had it or yeah. my sister had it, something like that. It's yeah, these, God, it's right. I could not tell you what either of them are supposed to be. Yeah, there, there's been a couple of different beverages, and like, not even just maybe they're all Coca-Cola brands, probably. But they're the flavors are given names like Dreamscape, and yeah. you're like, what the hell is that supposed to taste like? And you drink it, and you're like, oh, this has got like some sort of mango melon hint, but you don't know what the hell it is. Or like galactic exploration. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. it tastes like something. Tastes like chemicals. But it's the weird part is, is like when you don't know, when you don't have any of the clues, like there's no color clue or texture clue, right. you're just drinking and it's like, okay, this has a taste. Yeah, yeah it but what is familiar, it? It's familiar, but sure. what is it? It's the weirdest thing. The, uh, I also learned the other day that there is a alcoholic, a spiked Mountain Dew. Yes. That should not exist. But I don't think Mountain Dew should exist to well, begin with. You know why Mountain Dew came to be, right? No. It was meant to be a mixer with your liquor. You oh. would take Mountain Dew and, and put then what your your rum or your vodka, and you would pour Mountain Dew into it. That that it was. I did not know that. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it was like an Appalachian mixer. But then it turned out that the hillbillies like it. 
And it has done wonders for their dental health. (laughs) Have you ever had mellow yellow? Yes. I have, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference. There must be, right? I think it's the difference between Sprite and um, Slice. Or 7-Up, yeah. yeah. Slice. Do they have Slice still? So the origin of Mountain Dew, Tennessee bottlers Barney and Allie Hartman developed Mountain Dew as a mixer in the 1940s. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I legitimately did not know that. Huh. Huh. Yeah, because I guess the the reason why is like soft drinks were sold regionally in the 30s. Right. And the Hartmans had a hard time in Knoxville, Tennessee, obtaining their preferred soda to mix with liquor. Because they they wanted whatever soda to mix with whiskey. Okay. And they couldn't find their their soda because it was just kind of limited distribution. So they made Mountain Dew on their own to mix with whiskey. And it's not Appalachian urine. Well, I mean, Tennessee. Well, yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, close enough. Huh, did not know that. Learn something new every day, and sometimes you know what it should. I didn't want to know. Yep. But that one I'm happy to know. So now are you going to try your 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 uh, spiked Mountain Dew with some whiskey? I wouldn't even know where you buy that. No, it's probably got to be at the liquor barn or what, the liquor cave right around the corner for you. No, they don't have, well, maybe. They they have like huge coolers full of shit. I'm sure they have. They do, but they're man, their selection's terrible, and their beers are old. Yes, it's vintage stuff, but I mean, it's it's they've got the assortment. They they have you know the Stone and Joy Buy. They had one in there that was literally a year old. It tells you on the label when it goes bad. Yeah, well, it just means the employees aren't checking the labels, but yeah, the distributor's not looking because they don't care. That's true. Yeah, you would think the distributor would go in there and and re you know. I guess not rotate the stock or they have stuff from like mid year last year i've seen in there oh that's creepy which is look i guess only a real beer snob would care but personally like i check dates and i don't want any beers that's a couple months is my tolerance i will not buy a a beer if it's three or four months old really yeah even if the best buy date is still like six months out well, there's the brew, the born the brew. Yeah, the born brew, on date, yeah, the, brew date. the brew date. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm good if it's only like especially with IPAs and hazies. All right, those matter. don't age well. They all just blowing the trash, anyways. Well, I mean, that's like your opinion and stuff, right? And in my world, that's fact, which so, is fine. Yeah, I um, I've been enjoying like you know different. Uh, I had a water lily recently, so it's three. It's equal parts of like gin. Uh. Cream de violet, which I'd n- never heard of. In urine? No, and it's got like lemon and something else in it, and it is really good. But I've been enjoying like other types of cocktails recently. Okay. Uh, just kind of getting out there and exploring a little bit. So you know? maybe try some Mountain Dew and whiskey. <laughs> I don't. The way the way the. No, I mean I know they would have Mountain Dew, but I don't think they'd have the spiked Mountain Dew. Well, maybe not that, yeah. but I mean, I'm kind of curious. I can't even imagine what Mountain Dew and whiskey would taste like. Because yeah. I know what, I, I can imagine Mountain Dew. it's got Dew. a grip of caffeine in it, too. Yeah. Right? Well, and that, that's the weird thing is, like, Mountain Dew's really kind of leaned into that whole gaming culture thing. Right, and so right, they had right. a bunch of, like... Oh, the uh, over-caffeinated... Yeah. Like, almost Joe Cola. Yeah. Gaming-inspired flavor names right. and stuff going after that that whole demographic. I mean, maybe, maybe you get frisky and you go to the Taco Bell, you get the Baja Blast. That was, I think, the for me. That's probably the only Mountain Dew flavor I could name. What? 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 Do you know what it was? 
or is or the mountain blast and then code red i think are the only two oh yeah I remember. Okay. I remember code red i don't know what they are though i have no idea i've never had one i did when i was younger when i, I was probably a kid. did back in the early 90s or whenever that was first in the stores but i had i had mountain dew i mean i didn't hate mountain dew i do like a cactus cooler we've talked about this before yes i i will every so often have me a cactus cooler yeah, and that's that's fair enough and i like those are like those are drinks you savor like I know there's something about that flavor that just like it's nice to just on ice and you just sip on it. You sip it. Yeah, you don't need to like you know it's like Chug a it. nice aged scotch. You drink it with a with a pinky in the air. You can. You sip. You you swish it around your mouth and get the flavor palette. You have to wear your overalls while you're doing it. And then you have this no shirt, so you yep. can spit out just to get the flavor. Exactly. It's much like a wine tasting. Yeah. So Halloween was yeah, last Monday. It was. And Halloween was also the day we flew home from Boston. We oh, that's right. spent the weekend in Boston. Well, and it so was, you came back from Boston and still went trick-or-treating. That's trooper. Yeah, we, we left. We had an early morning flight out of Boston. I think our Logan. flight departed at 8.20 a.m. So we landed at LAX at about like 11.30. You flew out of Logan? Yeah. Yeah. And so we wanted the direct flight option. And realistically, I mean, flying out of John Wayne is way more convenient. Flying out of... Orange County, Santa Yeah, but you have Anna, to connect, right? But you would have to connect. So we drove have up to noticed, LA. Have you noticed a lot of the flights out of OC are not direct anymore? I have Not noticed, as many. I've noticed, yeah, fewer directs. Because, yeah. like, I used to fly, whenever I had to go to New York, I would fly out of Santa Ana to Newark. Right. And they had, I think, three or four direct flights a day. Yep. Now I think it's down to just, like, one or two. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways. But, but anyway, so, yeah, we, we flew um, out of LAX. So, so Jeanette had a business trip. So she departed on Thursday, and so she had to be in Boston. There was some sort of uh, convention or something like that that, that she had to uh, do some filmed interviews with some of the attendees for her for her work. Uh-huh. And so she was filming on Friday, and then Grace and I, uh, Grace and took the, we both took the day off of, of school and work, flew out, got into Boston about five o'clock, and then uh, she was staying over by the convention center in Boston. So it's two miles from the airport yeah it's not very far but it's like a on the 25 water. 30 minute drive because you had to go through the tunnels and the, yeah. a little bit of traffic oh you drove you didn't take the train no i uh, just ubered it or oh, actually oh, yeah, just okay. took, took a cab sure um and so uh i gotta say boston is actually pretty cool for my first time it was different than i expected it, i want to say it's it's kind of like a nice midwestern new york if that makes any sense, like just how, <laughs> okay. how quaint everything was sure. and how nice people were and how clean it was. People were nice? For the most well, I part. I guess they're now, nicer than New York. Yeah. And uh, I think the biggest surprise was just the cleanliness. Like that was really kind yeah. of surprising. It just didn't seem like there was a bunch of litter or trash all sure. over the place. It was just clean. Did you ride the subway? No, we didn't actually even need to just because everywhere we were going was either walking distance or when we walked away too far, we just Ubered back. Did you go to the Boston Common? Yes. Did you so, go to Newbury Street? Uh, yes. Okay. So we were staying right off of Newbury. So oh, yeah. Okay. We were in a, a Copley Place, yep. right over by the Boston Library. Yeah, yeah. So the Boston Library was really cool. Uh, and then Newbury Street was was just all the... Basically, every brand in America has a store it's like on their ra- It's like their Rodeo Drive, kind of. Yes. Yeah. But every brand, like any of those like workout apparel brands yep. that you see on Instagram yep. has a store yeah. there. Did you go to uh, Newberry Comics? No, but we That's walked cool by. Store. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool store. Yeah. Um, and 
we, we did stop by a couple of shops and restaurants that were on Newberry. Sure. Um, and we did Boston Common. And that was like a little miniature Central Park. It was yeah. it's kind of nice. And it's, it's just that's all what it is. It's a park. Yeah. Yep. But super clean. Yep. And uh, we, we walked into the uh, the North End. We walked over to oh, cool. the uh, the New England Aquarium, uh-huh. which was pretty interesting. I've it, actually never been to that aquarium. Was it cool? It's kind of cool. I mean, it, comparing it to the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach, uh-huh. uh, it seems a little smaller. Oh, the, interesting. The central, I guess, aquatic elements in that aquarium is a huge, maybe four or five story cylindrical aquarium tank in the middle of the aquarium uh, or of, of the yeah of the building and it's got a spiral ramp going all the way up oh cool so you can walk up to the top and then walk the spiral down or yeah, yeah. walk it all the way up and then around the perimeter of the building they have more exhibits and stuff um and so they were doing timed admission tickets so we bought tickets at, at i think our admission time was like 2 30 or mm-hmm. something like that I don't think they were checking the time because uh, that place so was go in packed. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we went in based on the time that we bought. Well, but do they tell you like you can only spend X amount of time inside? No. Well, so no. then what's it matter? Exactly. Yeah. And that was the surprise was just how packed that huh. place was. Because, I mean, again, going to the Aquarium of the Pacific at Long Beach and, and being at other zoos or aquariums, this felt more crowded than any of the other places we've been. But it was it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Was Did you do, And then you did the Fenway tour? Did not do the Fenway tour. <gasps> what? Well, did you go over there at all? No, we oh, didn't. Man. We didn't make it over to that part of town, and and we were staying at the the Weston uh, Copley Square, Copley Place, or whatever the hell they sure. call that hotel. Um, and they charge a resort fee, or the you know whatever the bullshit. Oh, that's so stupid. But for that extra twenty twenty five bucks a day, you're given the choice of a couple things. One is twenty five dollars in in room dining, in hotel dining, food. Okay. Or uh, two-hour bike rentals for two people, or two tickets to the Fenway walking tour, yep. or some other things. And so we're like, oh, we could do that. But so we landed on Friday, had Friday night to kind of explore real quick, grab yep. some to eat. Saturday morning, we got up, we did Boston Common, then we did the aquarium, and then we did uh, the North End and got some cannoli on the, in the afternoon. Yep, and then and came back to the hotel. Did dinner. Sunday morning, we got up and we Ubered to Salem. How much was that? Not much. It was really? actually like 30 bucks. It it wasn't bad at all. It's it, not bad. I no, mean, I guess Salem just seems further than it really is. It's It was 35 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not that far. It's not that far. But of all cars to be picked up in, I think we had the most interesting ride in that we had... Been ge- our, our Uber driver picked us up in a pimped out Toyota Sienna minivan. Dude, the new Sienna looks kind of cool. Yes. Was it a new one? It was. Like with the fan, the bumper that looks all spacey? It was the generation right before. Oh, so okay, okay. It's okay. newer, but Still not, nice, though. Yes. Yeah. It was lowered, had an exhaust, had what? a chin spoiler, had carbon fiber bits all in the exterior. That's kind of rad. Had a chandelier hanging from the headliner in okay. the rear, around okay. the rear dome light. Yeah. Had black suede headliner, had blacked out diamond quilted uh, leather upholstery and A pillars. What? Had like uh, audio system, had like two half din EQs double stacked like in the lower dash. The guy had pimped out his ride. He had yeah. like a 15 inch flip down monitor for the second row. Dang. We didn't mess with any of that stuff because it was such a cartoonish ride that we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> but the best part is, is. 
that car is a shitty Uber vehicle because he had to slow down for every single pothole and dip. Oh, yeah. Because it was lowered and right, had right, right, zero right. clearance. That is funny. So we're on the uh, on the expressway or whatever New Englanders call their highways uh, heading out to Salem. And he's floating between lanes trying to avoid potholes and dips. So, I mean, traffic was pretty early, pretty light that early in the morning. Like sure. We, we left... I want to say about 8.15 in the morning Okay. To head towards Salem. Yeah, yeah. And so we got into town about 8.45, and uh, that drive was interesting. And it was just, it was such a unexpected ride. That's so bizarre. I got picked up once to go, I can't remember if I was going back here from the Toyota store or going to the Toyota store, but I got picked up by this guy that I basically called it like Club Uber. He had like a laser machine and video screens and all kinds of stuff in the back of his, this shitty Mercedes. There's the chandelier that oh, that's hanging. That is brilliant. And the, the crystals clattered every time you went over uneven services, <laughs> but you can see it's all blacked out. That's amazing. And then like, Oh, he even had like the carbon fiber leather shifter oh, yeah. for his automatic transmission. Was he like a friendly dude too? Yeah. Like he didn't, did he chat it up and tell you, you know, fun facts? No, he didn't really talk much, but the thing that Jeanette was impressed with, he had his, the temperature controls for the front zone, like where he was sitting, turned up to 80 degrees and he was wearing like a heavy, like uh, sweater jacket, like uh-huh. hoodie. And we were dying because it wasn't that cold outside. So we turned the rear HVAC down to like 65. Just right. To like, and it balanced. It's it sort of balanced. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But I mean, he had all sorts of like tech. You can see like the, the diamond quilting on the, on the, on the oh, yeah. upholstery and, and this guy is into it. Totally into it. He's got the huge floating tablet radio that is in the dashboard. Terrible. But that's what the, the car looked like. He had, he had the roof box, the, the cargo box. He had rims on it. it that was, is so funny. It was hilarious. Um, what was the Uber return Uber? We didn't take the Uber back. Oh. So what we did is we, we got into town early, and our plan was to get breakfast in Salem. Sure. So we found a, uh, a restaurant spot. Uh, that actually had a kind of a, a fun name, but it was called the Ugly Mug Diner. Okay. And so we got breakfast, and apparently it was like an hour plus wait to get breakfast, but no wait if you're willing to eat outside. And so we're like, all right, let's eat outside. It's not that cold yet. It was 42 degrees. It's not that bad. The sun was up. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so we ate breakfast outside, and then once we had breakfast done, we went to go explore the city or the town, I guess, sure. whatever Salem is. Salem was an interesting spot. I, I didn't really know what to expect uh, other than like it's infamy for the, the Salem witch trials. Right. And of course it being Halloween, that was pretty much the whole reason why everybody was there. Right. And a lot of probably a hundred percent tourists. Yes, but not tourists. Yes, because they weren't living in Salem, but tourists from all parts of new England, like yeah, yeah. walking through parking lots, in seeing the cars and license plates, you saw plates from Vermont, Connecticut, sure. New York, right. Rhode Island, like basically all that the New England states. Yep. Yeah, we're all there. And it was interesting. I guess the best way I could describe it as just imagine uh, the Ren Fair crowd, but for witches. So you, it's just kind of that, that awkward um, social group. The, right. The kind of Dungeons and Dragony. Was there a lot of dressed up folks then? Yes. Okay. But that were dressed up as witches. But they weren't the they it's not like they were doing walking tours. They were the tourists themselves were dressing up to And and of course some of them were wearing costume because it was Halloween, but this is nine AM on a Sunday morning. Sure. 
And uh, interestingly enough, so we get, we you know, we finish breakfast, we walk around, we start seeing lines forming, like in front of these various storefronts. And we're like, what the hell are these lines for? Huh. It was literally just a line to go into these stores that sold souvenir crap. Oh, sure. So you had to line up to get into these stores. And of course, they were... Um, like wax museums with various witches and stuff, but it's like, what the hell? What Did you, you know? go into one of them? No, because oh. I don't know what the hell the witches look like, so I couldn't tell you if the wax figurines were accurate know. or. But wrong. maybe, maybe you needed a shirt that's like I got. We, possessed we, in Salem. Or we something. did. We did walk into one of the stores just because it would have to be close to where we were. Yeah, and uh, we walked. We stood in line and got in, and it was literally just like the random bric-a-brac that you would find in any tourist destination, right. like your name on a license plate, some witchy stuff, some voodoo dolls. I mean, they had like spookier kitschy crap, kitschy crap. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but we walked around and the way Salem has it set up is there's a red or yellow stripe painted on the sidewalk. And it's this sort of trail that you can follow. So you follow the, the red or yellow stripe and the, the lines are on top of each other. Cause I think one color was there first and then they, painted over it with the other color. Okay. But either way, follow that painted stripe in the sidewalk and it takes you all over town to these various witch-related landmarks. Okay. So there is one house that's still standing from when the Salem witch trials occurred in like 1697 or whatever it Interesting. was. Interesting. And it was the judge's house. Mm -hmm. The judge that sentenced all these witches to death. Right. That house is still standing. Um and it's weird to see a house like built out of wood from the 1600s for some reason. Like I don't okay. think of like you know stick and framing kind of construction. No, that old ago. Yeah, I don't what know. did you think it would be? I don't know, but I didn't. Like brick, stones. Yeah, all right. Oh, that's like, fair. I, I just didn't expect masonry. Yeah, it, yeah. But no, it had wood siding on it. I mean, here's a picture of it which is going to be awesome for everybody yeah. listening but oh it's god literally it, it's it's just a box on top of a box yeah with and it's black three peaked you know yeah. roofs interesting but it is black and it's got wood siding on it and everything like that but it's just wood you know it's funny i don't know that i've ever gone to salem in all the times i've been to boston it's it's an interesting thing but it's the i think the thing that i find so interesting about it is so much of its identity is wrapped up with the salem witch trials right. which was all of a few months. Yeah, it wasn't very long. In 1697, I want to say. I took a picture of some of the tombstones of, of the people they had killed. 1692. So 1692, like from July to like September, June to September, as I'm seeing these, these tombstones. Um, so all of their history is tied up in about a six-month period in 1692. Right. But the bigger part of Salem is it was a major shipping port. The whole East India Trade Company, their headquarters in their U.S. base was Salem. So, like, yeah, for yeah. trade and everything, Salem was a big deal. Right. But all of that gets kind of glossed over because of the fact they had the witch trials. Well, you know what's weird, too, is that they think that the entirety of the witch trials was likely caused by an outbreak of ergot. Which is what? it's a it's a mold <laughs> specifically from bread, but it's a hallucinogen. Oh. So what they think is this caused the entire town to go batshit crazy. Yeah, they had the witch trials, and then the ergot epidemic, I guess you could say, passed, passed, and, and everybody went. Uh, did we just do all that? Yeah, oh, shit. Because they we walked through a little park that was actually where the the trials of public opinion were held. 
And that's where they laid the verdict down. And this was just oh yeah okay. And the cemetery is like right next to it, and they had stones uh, marking you know like Bridget Bishop hanged June tenth sixteen ninety two. That's crazy. And the one that I was most surprised to see was uh, Giles Corey pressed to death September nineteenth sixteen ninety two. Pressed to death. Yeah, just crushed. That's that's gruesome. That like, is the, the hanging yeah. is like one thing, but. Well, I mean, they to death. literally, I don't, I don't know that they necessarily burned a lot of people alive, but they burned people alive. I didn't see any of anything that said burned. I don't know that they would have had. Put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they'd have a gravestone. Well, that too. So it was, it was just kind of interesting because it, it's a very quaint town, very, you know, cutesy, old, you know, historical. Um, we saw that the house of seven gables, uh-huh. that was in Salem. So the old uh, Nathaniel uh, oh, like the, Hawthorne book, yep. that that house that or the realty company, yeah, that seven, was Seven Gables, seven Gables yep. Realty. So we saw that house. Um, we saw, I guess, one of the houses that was featured in the movie Hocus Pocus. I've like, never seen it. Nor have the, I seen the new one. One of the characters that that was their house. It was just like an old white mansion. Yeah. It was kind of cool looking, but. This was all part of that the little tour yellow stripe on that. Yeah, stripe on did the it have spots like there were signs so you knew it at this spot and there was like a little plaque kind of thing? Yes. Or was it just okay? So, so it's not like that you're just stopping and looking at something. And going, what the hell is this? Right. There were signs out front that explained what you were looking at. Yeah. Um, and it was it was interesting. And so we were kind of done by about lunchtime, and so we bought tickets to take the ferry back. Oh, okay. So we we went to Salem by Uber, mm-hmm. and then we went back to Boston by boat. Okay. And so the 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 ferry was actually kind of cool. Um, Is price, it a people pricey. ferry or an auto ferry? No, it was a people ferry. And I guess the the ferry runs seasonally, like May through October. And mm. the last day that it runs is Halloween. Oh, there you go. So we were there on the ferry the last day or the day before. Second of that, yeah, yeah. So did you go then back to Boston? Did you go over to like Faneuil Hall or any of that stuff? Or? Yes. So um, we did uh, well both days on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we were like in, in Quincy Market, we, yeah. which is now a, a huge food hall. Yep. We went through Thaniel Hall. Uh, we walked over to North End, got some cannoli from yeah. Mike's Pastry. And so in the North End, it's kind of like their Italian district. Uh-huh. And it's they've a big church, and they're proud that it's the first Catholic church. But it was like founded relatively late. It was like 1870-something. Um, and while we were getting, we were we had just walked out of Mike's pastry with our cannoli. And then an impromptu Italian American parade started. Okay. Like just a bunch. I, I walked the street while Jeanette and Grace were in line and I noticed a bunch of people. They looked like they were in uniform. But they looked like bus drivers, right? They had a cap and they had like blue shirts and slacks. It's like Sons of Italy or something, maybe. But it was like a band. Yeah. Some, some sort of yeah. Italian American huh. band. And they were all, all right. just kind of congregating. And then all of a sudden, like six minutes later, they're in the street carrying banners and then parading down the street, but it's a one-way street that was open to traffic, so cars were coming up towards them going, oh, shit, and then turning around and driving away. <laughs> That's weird. It was the weirdest thing. That's super weird. Just a random impromptu par- a parade, and we like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Huh. So that was weird. And then uh, I will say that going to Boston, my goal was to do a lobster roll every day I was there. I think it, yeah, I'm I'm I appreciate that you like them. I don't care for them. Hot or cold, you don't care? Nope. I don't think lobster's that great. I'm, I'm saying it out there now. Oh. 
It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. My goal was just to have it every day I was there. Yeah. And I would have had it every day I was there if the um, legal seafoods location inside Boston Logan was open by 7 a.m. Well, you were there too early. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had it. So in the 63 hours between landing and taking off, I had three lobster rolls. All right. So that's uh, decent. Yeah, it's better than none, yes. I suppose, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had um, I guess there's two different styles of lobster roll. There's Connecticut style, which is hot with butter. Okay. And there's Maine style, which is cold with mayo. One of those sounds better than the other, and I'm going to let you guess which it is. I like the hot butter there better. There you go. That's but, the one I would take. But the the Maine style is fine. It's, it's it's more of like a almost like a chicken salad or tuna salad kind yeah, of thing. That's. Um, but it's the the hot buttery goodness is where I'm. That's where I'd line up for. I I would agree with that if I was going to have one. I'm I'm more of a chowder guy. Give me a good good clam chowder. So Grayson was three for three with a chowder. So yeah. every time I had lobster roll, he had the chowder. Did he do the bread bowl for one uh, of them? One of them was bread bowl. Right. The other two were not. The, you got to do it once. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's unnecessary, but you got to do it once. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was kind of fun. So, I mean, we had great food. It was a really charming trip. Like, yeah. I would totally go back to Boston and visit again. It was just, it wasn't at all what I expected. But I don't think I really even had an idea of what to expect. Right. Well, and I, you've got to go. I mean, you need to go back, if not for the sole purpose of going to Fenway. Like, if you can see a game, it's the oldest yeah, stadium in the U.S. Right. It's the oldest operating stadium still. It is incredible. Like, it's one of those places where just being there, it's like Wrigley in Chicago. Right. And like, I've just been being Wrigley. there is incredible. I've been to Wrigley, but I haven't been able to go for a game. So right. both Wrigley and Fenway, I would love to go and see a game. Yeah. Um, and again, if we were there for longer, I probably would have done the Fenway tour, but right. given that we've had, yeah, you packed a lot into a day and a half right. within the city right. and then the half day in Salem. So right. it was, it was, we saw plenty, but it, next time I go back, then it would be nice to kind it's of a pick big up. ass city too. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we never made it across the, uh, the river to go check out, um, you know, where, Harvard, MIT, right. you know, Cambridge. Like, yep. we didn't make it over there. So there, there's a lot that we did not see. I'm surprised you didn't take the subway once. I can smell the subway. Does it smell like lobster? No, it's got, like, you know, the kind of tar, sort of, like, coal smell from the... Interesting. And mixed with pee and, like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I think every subway but has like a burn smell. There's just a smell. I can, like, I, if I close my eyes and I have, you know, those, like, scent memories, I can smell the Boston subway. And that's not a bad thing. No, it just there's has a what, smell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. I can tell you what the Philly subway smells like, too. How about Philadelphia? You've been there? I have been to Philadelphia, but I haven't done, like, either Pat's or Gino's. Like, I've, I've never done a cheesesteak in Philly. Okay. But I've been that's, to Philadelphia, like, three times on business trips. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I mean, there's other places than Pat's and Gino's that are better, but right. those are like the two that. Yeah, yeah. It's the stereotypical place. Like it's it's the same thing with Mike's Pastries in the North End of Boston. It's a right. total tourist draw. Right. But it's not the best cannoli in town. It's just a very well known place. Yeah, I do think it's funny that Pat and Gino's are across the street from each other. Yes. Yeah. And they're complete dicks to each other, which is kind of fun. Yeah. You can go to one and then go to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, Philly's another one of those cool cities. I think if you don't know what to expect, you probably have like one sort of picture in your mind. But I, I definitely want to go back to Philly with the family because I've never yeah. been with a family and I've always been, you know, on a business trip. So I always had obligations and right. I could only really explore the city like at night yeah. after the work responsibilities were taken care of. So definitely want to go back there. I want to take the family to D.C. And mainly because Grayson is becoming such a 
aerospace uh, enthusiast. He wa- he loves all these air and space museums. I want to go. And so, so he wants bad. to see the Smithsonian. Yeah. I have been so I've been to DC multiple times. But I never. have never seen a single monument. I've never been to the Smithsonian. I did the I've Lincoln Memorial. I did the Washington it. Monument. I, I've only been to DC once. And it was in 2019, I think I went. And uh, it's a cool city. And I, I walked around, but I didn't see any museums while I was there. Yeah. So going back, it's like there's this list of, okay, where can we go and explore? And right now we're trying to figure out what we want to do. Because I have the time between Christmas and New Year's off. Right. So is it? We're trying to figure out, do we go somewhere? But the the problem with that is because it's between Christmas and New Year's, it's already like a, a peak travel season. Yep. Even though we're not trying to fly on Christmas or anywhere near well, it. doesn't it, matter. It People, doesn't matter. Yeah. The airfare is all jacked. Well, so especially now with like all the, like the way stuff is being canceled constantly and the miss, you know, the flights are getting all fucked up. Well, it's and that it's was, even worse. That was one of the reasons why we flew nonstop right. from LA to Boston was so we didn't have to deal with any of the connection issues, right. which worked out in our favor. But the, um, oh, anyway, so I was just going to say, too, this, so I've been to D.C. multiple times. I've literally only seen the inside of the convention center. That's it. I didn't even know they had a convention center. Yep, sure do. Yeah. So you've got that one up on me. I guess. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> lame. Right? Yeah. Like, what did you do in D.C.? Convention center and hotel. That's it. That's the only two things I saw. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would love to go and, like, do, a, you know, three days at the Smithsonian or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, Grayson is, he, for whatever reason, he really wants to see an SR-71 in person. There's one local. Sort of. So yeah. the one that's in the Discovery Science Center, or the California it's, Science yeah, it's Center. it's outside. It's outside, yeah. and it's not an SR-71. Yeah. It's the precursor Correct. to the SR-71, but it looks identical They're very to close. Right. Yeah. Well, they used to have an SR-71 at Balboa Park in San Diego. Yeah. Have you been to that museum? They're, they have the Car Museum and the Air and Space Museum in San Diego Balboa no. Park. Those I, are cool. So I probably should take them to there. Yeah, but so, I think the SR-71's gone. But I want to say, is it up in in uh, Oregon? Up at the... Yeah. Uh, so that's, I think... Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, the Evergreen. The or, Evergreen yep. yeah, Air Museum. And you can take them next door to the water park. Yes. Which is bizarre. And the water park has a virtual reality element to it. Yes, no. They put VR goggles on and you. you go down a slide. Yes, and then the video is like you're in a dogfight with jets flying through town. I guess there's different, you can pick, there's yes. different scenarios. But the, the VR is mapped to the, the tube right. path, so as you slalom left in the VR, it seems like you're zigzagging between buildings or something. It seems like that particular ride is just full of puke. Right, which is good because it's got all the water to wash it down to the end of the so slide. So disgusting. But yeah, it does sound interesting. But it is funny. So they have a that there's a 747 that's mounted at the top of the building, and a bunch of the water slides come out of it. So yes. I've been to the. I used to live over there, obviously. Right. Um, but and I, I have in laws still in the area. Right. So. so I would go to the museum, but I've never been to the water park. Yeah, we've been. Grace and I've been to the museum. We've seen the spruce goose. We yep. walked through it and stuff. But I don't think he paid attention to the SR-71 then. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he's just obsessed with that plane right now. Right. So every time he's like. When you go into the California, you Science should get Center. him the book. The one book? of the one of the old pilots wrote a book all about like what it was like to fly the plane. Was that the one where the guy does the speed check? Yeah, that story. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That that's pretty cool. The speed check. If you don't know about it, you probably Google uh, SR seventy one speed check. But basically, yeah. the pilots on those planes aren't in contact with air traffic control because they're up above. Yeah, they're monitoring what's traffic, but they they don't care. But they're above it, so they're not really dealing with it. And um, somebody is kind of showing off um, 
their speed. So they they hit up air traffic control to ask for a speed check. Well, it's basically a Cessna or something. And they're right. like, how fast am I going? And then another plane does it that one-ups it's like, them. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. yeah. And it keeps going and going and going yeah. until the SR-71 finally. He finally had enough of it. And shuts them all down because yeah. he's going he's like, like. Mach 2-1 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, some insane. Pretty yeah. funny. Yep. And then everybody was humbled. Yes. But those planes are freaking cool. I mean, he's not wrong to be obsessed. The amount of. I think what's insane is the way those planes were engineered, even like the skin of the plane oh, yeah. had to be, the gaps had to be perfect because it would expand it, you know, right. With speed. the heat and right. temperature. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Cause I mean, so we, we've been to, when we went to Arizona, we did one of the aerospace museums out there. Sure. When we went to Palm Springs, we did the air, air museum there. Yep. Um, so he's just kind of on this airplane kick, which is kind of interesting because he's not really into like jets and stuff or he wants posters on his on his wall in his room. Yeah, he just thinks they're cool. He just thinks they're cool. What about have you gone to Lion at John Wayne? We have done. Lion. It's OK. It's small. The DC three is cool. Yeah, it's cool, but it's it's small. Um, but I would say if you're if you've got like a, you know, t- Saturday pop down to Balboa Park, it's worth it. Yeah, it, it was worth it when I was a kid. I think it's probably still worth it. Maybe that's what we'll do between. Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. We'll just go down to San Diego and hit up go. those museums and stuff just midweek. Yeah. There's also another, um, oh man, local, off to remember who it is. They've got some new exhibit where uh, something like a Saturn V engine and some other stuff too. Oh. Might, yeah, it's I, either a, a presidential library or maybe it's Cal Science Center I'm thinking of. Yeah. California Science Center we still need to go to because I still want to show him the space shuttle Endeavor. The shuttle was way bigger than I thought. See, I was going to go the other way around. Listen, pictures, it seems smaller than I would have thought, just seeing people next to it. No, it was bigger than I thought. I really, truly thought it was very tiny. Huh. And it's pretty decent size. It's rad that you can walk underneath it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it. it's cool you can walk underneath it. It's kind of a bummer at the same time. They don't have a platform so you can get up above. Apparently, they're going to, but they're going to also put it up vertically. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to stand it like up. Like, the yeah, the permanent Because it's in a temporary... Building. hanger right yeah right so they're gonna build it so it's it's in launch position so it's it's standing up and apparently they're gonna have the ability to walk like some sort of catwalk and you can walk around it or or whatever close to it yeah. or something like that not within reach obviously because they don't want people touching stuff but i think into the the cargo bay maybe the bay will be open and you can kind of walk into that area i think why i thought it was bigger than i thought it was if that makes sense was that so i've seen it we went to Cape Canaveral when I was a kid. Yeah. And you could see they had one getting ready to launch. Right. But it was really far away. So it looked obviously Big, minuscule. Yeah. I saw it when they flew it to Cal Science Center. They, they well, did a the pass by San the, Jose. It was on the back of a 747. So you know it's smaller than a 747. Right. But it, well, kind of. It's shorter, but yeah. it's wide. But it fit on the back. Right. But I think because I'd seen it so far away. Okay. That once you get up close, you're like, okay, it's it's bigger than I thought. It's got it's got beef to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, girthy. It, it looks like a uh, a play school toy. Like it, it totally does. It's rugged. It doesn't yeah. have that daintiness. It's that... blunted. Yeah. Yeah. And the wings are fairly thick. Like exactly. it is a, in that aspect, it's bigger than I thought. Right, so I don't mean, I, I guess what I mean is that I don't think it's like, oh, I thought it was, you know. 30 feet long and it's 100 feet long. It's not like that. It's just chunky. Yeah. It's beefier than I thought. There we go. But it's cool to see. And you, it's I too saw high it, to touch. I saw it when it flew over mm-hmm. um, when it did its tour of California. I and had so pictures of that. I took, we took, like, Santa lunch, went to the top of the parking structure, actually right by the aquarium of the Pacific and Long Beach. We oh, yeah. The top of the pike structure. Sure. And watched it fly over the coast. Um, but yeah, I would love to go see that. So, that's on the agenda. Grayson keeps asking when we're going to go. And it's always, 
every time he asks, it's on a Sunday where I'm coming here to meet up with you. Right. <laughs> so it's like, all right, so it's next Sunday. They so. do have uh, they do have some cool other stuff there too. Like they've got models of lunar rovers and things. So it's, it's worth the, the trip. I don't know if they still have the Lego exhibit, but if they do, don't spend the extra money. Oh, they charge separately for it? Yeah. Oh. It's one of those special exhibits. Oh. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. At least in my opinion, it's not worth it. Gotcha. Uh, but you, you know what it is worth? What? Or you know what is worth it? What's that? Viewing Weird. I watched oh, you mean Weird, the, the, movie. the movie. But you don't have to pay for that. No, it's free with yeah. commercials, which kind of sucks. Oh, that's dumb. But the the biggest surprise was... What is it on? Roku. It's you on had to the download, Roku You had to download the Roku, Roku app, app. And you have to create an account. Of course. That's free. Yeah. To watch it. But the, the weirdest part is, is like my home entertainment ecosystem is Apple TVs. Yeah, same. All the TVs in the house have Apple TVs. Did you see the them. new 4K that just came out? Yeah. It's not worth the upgrade, but no. the new remote looks pretty cool. But you can buy the new remote and work it with well, the Well, and that's what I was going to say. I don't know if you can use it on the new one or the, the current one, but yes, if you can, the you remote can. Might, be, might be worth the job. Yeah. You can get the, the new remote to work with the, the current Got Apple TVs. But um, so I, I'm all excited. I, I, I know the movie's been coming for months. Right. It's been teased, and I knew November 4th was the launch date. So all excited for it. But I never got much thought into how I'm going to watch it because I just know, okay, I need the Roku app. Mm-hmm. Well, Apple TV, the Roku app is not compatible with Apple TV. You cannot download. Wait, 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 wait. What? If you go into the app oh, store. Oh, because technically they're competitors. But but it gets weird. So on the Apple TV, there uh-huh. is no Roku app. But on my So if iPhone, I go to search for it. If you're on your iPhone or iPad, you can find it and, and then, download it. Then to you your, just. No. So I could download it on my phone. Yeah. So I download it on my phone. I'm playing the movie. Yeah. There, there's no AirPlay button. There's no way for me to push so it. So you can't push it to the TV. Correct. So how did you watch it on the TV? So then I start looking, trying to figure out how to do it. Then it's like, oh, it's well, with certain uh, Samsung smart TVs uh-huh. and certain other TVs. So I go upstairs into the spare bedroom, and it's an older Samsung smart TV. It's got... They've dropped all of their apps. It's got like three compatible apps. And of course, the Roku one isn't available. Sure. Shit. And I'm like, oh, wait, I've got a Chromecast plugged into this Samsung smart TV upstairs. So then I grab my laptop, open up Chrome, uh-huh. launch Roku, and then I used Chrome browser to Chromecast to the Chromecast sounds stick like on the TV. in the ass. It was a massive pain in the ass to watch something, but it was worth it. The movie okay. was awesome. Okay. But it was way more work than I expected because I always had assumed that the Roku app was Apple TV compatible. Well, there's no reason for it not to be other than I guess technically it's a competitor. But the weird thing is, is you can get the Apple TV app loaded onto your Roku. So if you have the Roku hardware, yeah, you can get the Apple TV app on that hardware. That seems backwards. But you can't get the roku app on right, the right. apple tv hardware that seems backwards and so if you have if you have an amazon fire stick or if you have any of the roku dongles right you can watch it no problem if you have apple tv your sol so you can either watch it on your ipad watch it on your phone or if you have a newer mac you could you, you could be able to do it on your mac my os upstairs on the imac was uh, high sierra oh which yeah. wasn't new enough Right. But with your MacBook, you could then push it to the Apple TV if you wanted to. And that's probably how you should do it. But, but the okay. movie. But it, the movie itself was is good. It's awesome. Who's, it's, the, the, what's his face? Uh, who plays Weird Al? 
Radcliffe or whatever? Yeah, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe plays him. Yeah. And it's the movie is a parody. It's a right. spoof. It's it 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 spoofs all of those bio biography, biographical Okay, so is it a biopic or biopic? I always said biopic. I didn't That's what I said too, yeah. but I've heard recently people say when they've like review things like that, bi biopic. They're also probably the ones that say GIF instead of GIF. <laughs> I mean, just wrong. But the the movie is hilarious. It, yeah. It's one of those things where it, it's it takes a while for you to it the 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 story starts off sort of absurd, but it kind of keeps going along and also it just twists and you don't expect it. And it just kind of goes off the rails. And the the best part of the movie is all of the celebrity cameos. And all of the celebrity cameos aren't playing themselves. So Jack Black is in the movie uh-huh. playing Wolfman Jack. Co- Conan O'Brien is in the movie as uh-huh. um, Andy Warhol. Like So there's all these celebrities that are in it, but they're not playing themselves. They're just playing other celebrities from the 80s and 90s. Right. And so it's just a, a funny watch. And uh, I was cracking up at the ending because it just did not end the way I expected it to. Um, like one of the, the big plot points that they, they basically they, they paradise or they, they parodied all of these, you know, movies like the Elton John Rocketman movies or all these, yeah. all these dramatic retellings of how Queen came to be or Elton John or Johnny Cash. They all play on these very stereotypical um, tropes because of the fact that what may have happened in real life may not have been interesting enough to make it in the movie. So they take creative freedoms with it. So That's like funny. in, in rocket man, like him penning his first song and then headlining the troubadour, they condense it to make it seem like it happened in a couple of months. Right. But in real life, that was four years, four years yeah. apart. So, they play that up even farther because, like, in one scene, um, Weird Al mails his tape off to Dr. Demento, and then five minutes later, Dr. Demento is playing it on the radio. <laughs> like, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pointing it out the absurd of, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to right. the point of being ridiculous. That's funny. But it's, uh, it's well done, but it, it, in some parts, it does have that made for TV kind of vibe to it. Like, it doesn't seem like a big theatrical release, but it's a funny movie. It's, but it's, it's worth funny seeing. because they've put a lot of publicity and stuff behind it. Yeah. And I, I'm curious how Roku had any money to make a movie. It cost, I guess, the movie, the, the budget was $8 million for the movie. Where did they Which, get $8 million? Right. Because well, I, I don't know what frick Roku does. They used to have that stick. Right, and they still do. Okay. And then there's a bunch of TVs that are running the Roku software natively. Okay, but but name a person that, I that don't, you know that uses Roku. I don't. I don't know anybody. But I have been in a couple of Airbnbs that have those. Huh in their TVs or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's an interesting proposition because their, their revenue is all based on advertising, right? right. Cause it's, it's a, it's a subscription free service. Right. So it, it is interesting that they, they really pushed, I mean, cause they were, they entered this into various uh, film festivals, like the Toronto yeah, yeah, International Film Festival. And, and they've, they've done a lot of stuff, but I, I read an article that weird. Al was hoping that he would be nominated for an Oscar but it's not. But because doesn't qualify. It doesn't qualify because it requires a one-week theatrical release in like an L.A. area theater. And Roku doesn't want to do that because they're not a movie company. They're a TV 
company. Okay. In some sort of weird distinction that doesn't make a difference to anybody but Roku. Right. Um, and so Weird Al's not going to be able to win an Oscar. Not that he would win an Oscar, probably. He could win an Emmy. Sure. Well, I don't know the difference. I thought Emmys were for TV. Exactly. Oh. So he could win an Emmy because it's go. for TV, but right. not an Oscar because it wasn't in the theaters. Got it. But it's a, it's a funny movie. Um, I would recommend watching it, and I would watch it again. Interesting. Yeah. I now mean, that I, I know how I get past the yeah. hassle of watching it in the first place. I would like to watch it. I'll have to figure out. I'll have to do the thing and find the doodad. Yeah, or I'll just give you my login because I'm not going to use it to watch anything else on <laughs> so Roku. so funny. Like, what did you use it for? Literally a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just go in and tell them to delete your info. Pretty much. Yeah, it's funny. Because there's nothing else I really want to see on there. I mean, and that was the thing is like while you're watching the movie, there's commercial breaks. And, of course, the commercial breaks are mostly Roku ads for Roku. Oh, okay. Well, that's bizarre. So, again, how are they making money? Because it's not like you have mainstream advertisers paying to advertise on there, which you would be paying customers. Right. Instead, they're like, hey, you're so, watching but Roku. Can you, do they have a paid tier? I don't think so. That's weird. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but whatever. Thanks for watching Roku. You should watch Roku? Yes. Kind of thing? Thanks for watching Weird. Here's some other stuff on Roku that sure. you could watch. That's bizarre. Yep. Speaking of bizarre, I got an ad on Instagram that I swear was for a pager an old school Motorola pager. And there were different ones. There was like support your favorite sports team with our pager looking thing. And does it give you a sports scores or something? Nope. Literally looks like a pager. Turns out it's a Bluetooth speaker. What the fuck? So retro pager Bluetooth speaker is now apparently a thing. But are you supposed to be listening to it nonstop or does it somehow work with an app that only speaks when the score happens no no no. it is literally just a bluetooth speaker for your phone so you but can listen the, to music what's the keeping up with your sports bullshit then no i think it was it was support support oh. your sports team buy this pager with like a red Sox logo on it huh. that's just a bluetooth speaker it's not actually a pager but it looks like an old school that sounds top. like the type of thing you would get when you renewed your subscription to sports illustrated and right. instead of getting the football shaped telephone right. you would get this but why why would you want this at all? Well, you know how many a-holes listen to music on their phone oh, in public? Dude. And like on a hiking trail, it's the yeah. worst. But like, so it's for them. But it looks like a pager. How many people even know what a pager was to want something that looks like that? It's Maybe they're just shooting for the... Us? Yeah. I don't want one. I didn't look how much they are. I just thought it was but one of the stranger things I've ever seen. We are talking about it. That's true. And, and I'm not going to tell you who the company was because I don't want them to get any. I don't know that anybody on this is going to run out and look it up except for maybe Jacob. <laughs> well, you know, holidays are coming up. <laughs> no. So for the, the Chris Mahana Kwanzaa crowd. Right. This could be the perfect gift for that person they love. Just bizarre, man. That and uh, today's National Nacho Day, by the way. I think I need so to commemorate happy, that when I go home. Happy National Nacho Day. Do you do like just the cheese chips or do you do like nachos? As a kid, I would do the cheese chips. And mm. of course, that was with the, the shitty Kraft Singles cheese. Ooh, yikes. You know, the squares and stuff. Yeah. Now as an adult, it's, you know, the much yeah, yeah, shredded and different types of cheddar, Mexican sure. cheese on there. Yeah. And then it's got, you know, jalapenos, beans. Tomatoes, I like honestly that. just cheese and chips as a great. That's like oh, one yeah. of my, I like that as a snack. But, you know, as a meal, oh yeah, yeah, you can throw on different meats. It's different. true. I might have to find a taqueria around here that's got decent uh, nachos. Yelp can probably help you find that. I probably can. I, Yelp. 
I know, like on Taco Tuesday, sometimes when we get lazy, we'll just do like the Del Taco drive-through. Yeah, and just grab you know the three de- the three taco deals for that like, they have. It's three for a buck fifty or whatever. Yeah, whatever now. it is. It used and, to be ninety nine cents. And so we'll uh, we'll do that with their their regular order of beef nachos, and then we'll just dump the taco guts into the nachos. I honestly don't think I've had Del Taco nachos ever. They're not bad. No, I've had the remember the Taco Bell atomic cheese crap. Yes, about those. Have you had your Mexican pizza now that it's back? It's gone again. But it's back. But it's gone. But it's back. It's on the menu. It's just ingredients are unavailable. They just don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I've asked, I'm like, hey, uh, is this coming back or what's the story? They're like, oh, yeah, maybe another, you know, three or four weeks. And just, Seriously? Yeah. It's never have it. I haven't tried it since the it's McRib been rib is back. Yes. When's and the last time you had a mega rib? Uh, at this point, uh, nine years ago. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I, I did it. As a as a lunch with my mugging crew partners. Oh, got it. On okay. the way to, and it was when I still worked for that company, so yeah, I, yeah. I've been so there. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't. It's been at least a decade, and all I remember about a McRib is it seems like a really good idea until you realize it just tastes like earlobe. Tastes like what? Like earlobe? Is I that don't know. Just said? some weird. It's it's weird. It it's doesn't weird taste texture. like anything. Yeah, it just it tastes it like barbecue pressed, sauce. It's, it's pressed, pressed pork. Meat. Yeah, and the. Barbecue sauce is gross. I remember it being like too sweet. It might be too ketchupy. Maybe think? too sticky. Yeah. The onions, meh. It's just two pickles, uh, some bits of onions, the bunch of sauce. Yeah, a lot of sauce. I remember it being like dripping, and I don't like barbecue sauce dripping. Yeah. Like if I get a Western bake Ochi ever. I wonder if you could order easy plain. sauce. What do you mean, just a pork log? Yeah, with the sauce on the side. Oh, that'd be so disgusting. It'd probably be ugly looking because I. Did you see that video that made the rounds of somebody actually prepping a McRib in the McDonald's kitchen? No. It shows you the whole process, like the 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 pork patties, the pressed pork patties that are in that weird riblet shape. Yeah, they're cooked on a on a cooktop, like a grill. Like almost, oh, okay. So it's it's got a. Like a flat top. A flat top, yeah. but it's got a panini press on top of it so they can kind of sandwich it on there. Oh. Then they, they flip them over, take them out. Then they have the, the tray warmer yep. systems that McDonald's uses, yep. but they've got like two inches of sauce in them. So they, they dump. They just sit them in the sauce? They sit them in the sauce oh, in the tray warmer, and they kind of put them in there for a little bit. Then they flip them over at some point. And then when it's time for your order, they grab the bun, they grab that out, throw it on there, sprinkle some of the onions on there, two pickles, and then that's it. Oh. So it, it it for some reason went viral. Like people were surprised that's how a McRib was made, which it wasn't surprising to me. It just wasn't all that appetizing. Yeah, sure. But that's just kind of the way McDonald's does their food prep. It just seems like a yeah. standard McDonald's thing. Oh, for sure. But I think it's just seeing it sometimes is. Like <laughs> the, I I do hear though that this is, and I I think we were talking about this. This is apparently the farewell tour. But you said they've done this before. They've done the farewell tour in the past. But I think the difference is, and the reason why they're bringing it. They're using the the farewell terminology again is because when it does come back, it may not come back nationwide. So right now, the McRib is available nationwide. Right. But the McRib availability depends on pork prices. And so when pork is is cheap, that's when you see the McRib coming around. Right. So I think they're just figuring out that if it does come back, it'll just be regional. Huh. So not all regions, which I guess makes sense, but I don't know. Well, they brought the Halloween buckets back too this year. Yeah. Which were apparently different. 
than the originals. You know, I, I can't say I saw any of them out trick-or-treating. There were a grip of kids with them. Oh. I was actually surprised at how many kids had them around here. That's kind of cool. And they are... So remember when when we were kids, they had a lid. Yes. The shape is a little bit different. Like you could see it. You could tell like, that's not quite what I remember. Okay. Um, no lids. The handle has like a fake, I don't know, profile of what the lid would have looked like. Oh. It's bizarre. So it's, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. But, hey, you know, there were a lot of them. I saw a lot of the orange ones. A couple white, the ghost. I yeah. didn't see many green ones. But, yeah, there were. I was surprised how many kids had them. Yeah, I don't think I noticed those. I saw most of the kids I saw carrying around were just carrying around either, like, the, the jack-o'-lantern-shaped oh, yeah. candy buckets. Right. Or it was just some fabric. A pillowcase? No, like, now it's more like a reusable shopping bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My go-to as a kid was a pillowcase. Yeah. And I always wanted to get it full. But my dad and my mom, they get irritated, whoever's house I happen to be at, because I would just put it in the freezer. I wouldn't eat any of it. <laughs> but you put the pillowcase in the freezer, too. Well, yeah, but it was like, oh, I can't throw my candy away. And then literally the next Halloween, I'm like, where's my pillowcase? And you're dumping it out of the freezer to get candy again. <laughs> I just wasn't, I've never been a real big, like, no, shove my face full of candy. Neither neither is Grayson. And so, yeah. in fact, today, when we made brownies, we used all the, hol- well, not all the, hol- yeah, you said you used a lot a of Halloween right. candy. Yeah. Because otherwise, Grayson would have maybe a piece a week, maybe a piece every other day. Like he's just not a big yeah. sweet tooth, right? So we just want to get rid of it. But the the best part is at the end of the night, he sorts through all the candy and all the stuff he doesn't like. We go dump into the jack o' lantern and leave it out on the front porch, and hope kids will take it all away for us. It. Yeah, yeah. Except we misjudge the traffic, and so we ended up with a bunch of candy bunch left, of over. left over. Yeah, well, so it happens. Yeah, the easiest way to get rid of that is just take it to work. Adults, if, will eat if free you're candy. allowed to go to work. Yeah, Jeanette took it to her office, and it all went bye bye. There you go, and that—that's uh, the easiest way to do it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I mean, Halloween comes whenever, and what's we got Thanksgiving next? Yep. And already looking forward to that. Yeah. Taking the whole week off. Well, I have Thursday and Friday off, yeah. and then I'm taking Monday through Wednesday off. I, 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 I think I've take some time. I think I've run out of vacation. Like I'm, I'm capped. I think if oh, I yeah, don't start sure. taking days off, I'm losing them. Right, right, right. Because I'm at like. 280 hours of accrued vacation hours. I got to that point where it was basically take every other Friday off. Right. And you keep And eating. I would, yeah. It just kept me level or whatever, yeah. even. Yeah. I think I'm close to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the actual peak is, but it, 280 hours seems like a lot. I don't know how many days that is. I don't do math. Yeah. But I mean, days. if it's 40 hours in a week. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just I've got eight. multiple weeks. So yeah, eight hours or whatever. I don't know. What 280 the, divided by 40. No, divide by eight. Why don't you just do eight oh, days? Divided by, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 35 days. Oh, okay. Take well, a month off. There you go. Ooh, that might be good. <laughs> I, I did it. Because you don't have to take a full month off. You're just taking 20 days, and that gets you the full month. Yep. I, I did that when we both worked at the same place. Yeah. And my boss at the time. Didn't notice? Was not <laughs> amused. But you. But it's my time. Yeah. Right? Like, this isn't me asking you. This is me telling you I'm using the vacation time I've earned, and I'm using it in a window where I don't have to be here. Yeah, my boss is super cool. That he'll yeah. never say no to a vacation. Well, we were also like, in between projects, yeah. and it was the perfect timing, right? Yeah. So that's that's when I went to Patagonia. There you go. Yep, and that was uh, literally so a month. many years ago. It was. It feels like a while. It ago. was a while ago now. So Alaska was three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. So Patagonia was five. Yeah. That's yeah. Nutty, dude. It's. Time is flying. I mean, like I said, my sisters are 40, and it's... They probably don't want you to keep mentioning that. 
Okay, probably not. But the point is, like, <laughs> I turn when I turn forty. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But now that like my younger siblings, as the older sibling, right? I, I had the same thing my, with my brother Mark. He's he's over forty now. Right. It's, it's a weird thing just realizing that it's you don't think of yourself as old, but when your little sibling yeah, is yeah. that old, you're right. like, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, that makes yeah. me old. But and that's what's funny about it is like they they make me feel more old than I feel. And it's not because I think that they're old. I just think that it makes me realize. Yeah. You know what I'm trying no, to say? I, I, I get the logic. Yeah. yeah. That makes so sense. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. So, my, uh, my mom also, she turned 70, uh, a few weeks ago. And we know she listens to the show. Yeah. So happy so birthday, mom. Happy screaming birthday. Right now? No, <laughs> no, she doesn't care. Oh, I don't think she cares. I mean, she's super active. She's in great shape. There's nothing to be said. It's just a number. True. Yeah. But women have a thing with a number. Well, more too so bad. Than men do. I, you know what? I think it's all silly and arbitrary. Oh, I, I, I think yeah. it's complete bullshit. I mean, right. And just, you know what? It's, it's my show. That is true. Right. So there you go. I can't wait to wave your mom on and she just slaps you. For She's that. not allowed on. I'm sure she is. She, nah. I'll, I'll invite her on. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, so Ryan's mom, tell us what's your favorite memory of Ryan. No, we don't need any of that. <laughs> None of that. So Jeanette sent me a text message the other day randomly to it. Uh, it was a link to an Instagram post, and it was, I guess, two friends that had finger tattoos that, when you placed the fingers together, did something. Yeah. And so now we're looking into getting finger tattoos. Yeah, we're weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't think mean that in a bad way. I just, there's certain things like, actually I was talking about this last night with somebody job stoppers, neck tattoos, hands, face, like none of it. I don't support any of it. Really? Maybe like something subtle, like so on your finger, but the like, it's going to be like sort of abstract, but all these people that are like, Oh look, I've got a mustache tattooed on my finger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. I also just, I think, I think, and I, for those of you that don't know what I look like, I have a couple tattoos. Yes. Um, and I still think that like hand tattoos and necks and faces, I'm like, oh, gross. Well, I think the hand tattoo is hard because they don't ever seem to hold up well. Like well, they, most of them just look, it's like, oh, cool. You got a rose, you and 8,000 other people. Yeah. That the, the cliche tattoo doesn't, doesn't bother me. It's just, yeah. it's, it always seems like the image quality, like even if it's done, super awesomely precise yeah just with age because of the way the hand kind of wears i do like referring to them as job stoppers though less so these days but that's like what a lot of people call those tattoos yeah that's funny well yeah i mean a lot of people don't care anymore yeah i i I don't think it would bother me yeah like my my son's principal uh, uh, so the intermediate school principal he's got full sleeves yeah but does he wear shirts to work or does he wear dress shirts to work? So basically, so you of, wouldn't know. None of the students know that yeah, he has yeah, full yeah. How sleeves. How do you know? Because I go to the gym with him. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like when I was uh, when I was still in retail automotive, I had like I would go to the art and wine festival thing. Yeah. That was by the the house when they had that every year, and I'm in shorts and a t shirt. Right. And I would have clients walk by me, and they would kind of double take, and then come back and go, "Holy shit!" Like. I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, because I go to, I dress like a professional. Sort of. I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, but like slacks and a, and a shirt. Yeah. And then, you know, they would see me and be like, I, I had no clue that you're, you yeah. had any of this stuff. I'm like, well, you know, here we are. Yeah. Do you it, think less of me? No. No. And I'm waiting to, to have like a, like a doctor or an attorney with like sleeves. I, oh, I, there's plenty of them. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I just, my doctors, my right. attorneys are just. 
There was a pretty cool article, and I, it might have been in Inked Magazine or something like that, years and years ago. But it was a, it was a picture of like a doctor in their full scrubs and what they look like at oh, work, and, with that. and yeah. then in like a speedo. Oh, so it was like I mean there were guys with just complete bodysuits. It was cool. I like that. Um, I don't know what you call it. Jacob is texting us in this group chat asking how weird the movie is. And, we, of course, yeah. we're talking about it. So he, clearly his ears must have been burning. Yeah, I, t- I told him he had to wait till Wednesday to get our thoughts. But he's saying he's 43 minutes in. This might be the finest motion picture ever made. Well, see, the thing is people don't know Jacob. So he's, his yes, judgment I, on some stuff is questionable. Jacob is a, a pun enthusiast. Yeah, that's true. So if puns tickle your fancy, weird will also tickle your fancy. Is it pretty punny? No, no. But it's just it's just fun. But it's that kind of silly sense of humor, sort of. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mad Magazine. Right. It's, it's very... And who didn't love Mad? Right. But it, it's it's both juvenile and intellectual at the same time. Just right. like with some of the jokes that they're telling and how they're doing it. It's, it's well done. And again, like I, I watched it last night with Grayson. I'll go ahead and watch it again probably... In the coming days or weeks, just yeah, to, like I said, I, I want to see it. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize you had to jump through. Just fire up on your on your Chromebook right. and then use that to cast to Apple TV. You should be all right. So okay. watch it on the browser and then yeah, use the yeah, browser yeah, right, to cast. Right, yeah, yeah. That it's stupid. There it is. is stupid. I, I have noticed there is some stuff that you can't airplay. Yes, and it's arbitrary. Yeah, like it, some stuff it doesn't make. Any, who cares? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you're letting me download the app to my phone, so clearly right. I'm. you're finally watching it on an Apple product. Right, right, right. Why are you not fine with me then casting it to another Apple product? But right. Yeah, it's silly. I did. Uh, you did. I did. I did lose my thought right there. You wow. did. Okay, well, that's fine. You like sushi? Yes. <laughs> I like pina coladas. I like. You saw Euro Dreams of Sushi. Yes. So the sun, the not good enough sun. That's the thing. So well, but I, earlier but, today, Ryan sends me this text, and it was to like a Eater LA article. Yep. Yep. So there is a new sushi restaurant being opened in in Los Angeles. There's already he's got one in DC and one in New York. I believe there are two yes. places. It is a pre fee, hundred and eighty dollar a person, twenty piece nigiri. You get what you get. Uh, now the guy that's opening it, if you, if anybody's ever seen the documentary, Jiro dreams of sushi, sushi, Jiro dreams of sushi is about an older gentleman that owns a sushi restaurant in a train station in Tokyo. And it is a very famous sushi restaurant, very limited seating. And the, his son worked for him and son, I guess essentially would have been an apprentice, right? Yes. And in the, in the documentary, basically the son isn't up to his dad's standards. And his right. dad's like in his 80s and he's not letting his son take over. He's yeah, he's worried about letting him take over. And he's only letting his son like prep the rice. I guess yeah. as far as right. he's not going out picking the fish. He's not cutting the fish or doing anything like that. So this is basically the kid's not good enough to take over the father's business. But here he is in the U.S. Well, but what's interesting about it is I, I guess if you look at it in the I think not good enough is maybe the wrong wording. It's like you're not quite ready. And he's still pushing him. Like apprentices in Japan can be decades. Yes, and so, that's really what the documentary is playing up is the, this cultural difference. And right. It just because he's the he's Jiro's son doesn't automatically mean he gets to take over. Right. And it's, he's got to earn it. But what's interesting, right? So you you had mentioned okay, he's you when you as soon as you said maybe, he, maybe he's not the not good enough kid or whatever. Yeah. I went. So did I he said, have to move to the states? Yeah. I said, is that the son that wasn't good enough to take over his dad's spot? And then you were like, yeah, apparently he got his stuff together. And I said, 
or he didn't. Right. And that's why he's opening spots in the U.S. for Americans who don't know better. Yeah, which is pretty funny. So I wonder, I don't know what the deal is, but apparently it's really good. Yes. And so I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to be impossible to get into and 180 bucks is nothing to shake a stick at. But that's not bad. No. Because I mean, if you do like omakase style, like at, at a sushi place, it can right. be 300 bucks per person. Oh, yeah. And so, I, uh, yeah, 180 bucks is steep. But now that you're spending, it's $9 a piece. There you go. Plus, I mean, that's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. Plus tip and plus drink. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe you're out 250 which is absurd. Yeah. yeah. But maybe for a birthday dinner? Sure. With somebody else's paying? Absolutely. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do is you got to make it a work dinner and you have like the, the, the company that's trying to woo your business pick up the tab. That's uh, that would be good. I just feel like that's an impossibility. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, you can always hold that dream out. Yeah, I could. I can get. I could probably reach out to a client and just be like, "Hey." But the thing is, is like I've I've had great sushi, but I don't know if I would recognize like rock star sushi. Well, I guess it's a very he's got a signature kind of style. Yes, and he's got a very like his rice is specific. His fish is. Well, it's fish, and it's but soy his sauce. So- soy sauce is specific. Yeah. So I guess if you're, I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know if you're a fan of his stuff without eating it. But like, I am not a wine enthusiast. Okay. But the wine that I have had and the wine that I've actually liked, for me to like it, it's got to taste damn near Kool Aid. It's got to be super. Oh, you like sweet, fruity? Yeah. yeah. Like Boone's Farm. Yeah, because oh. it tastes like a fruit juice that I recognize, <laughs> right. rather than tasting like some weird wooden earthy thing that's bitter. And sure. so, I, I I am not the wine enthusiast because I don't appreciate those notes. But I do like food, but I don't know if I would be able to to distinguish between because I've gone to those those um, conveyor belt sushi restaurants in Japan where you order off the tablets and all that stuff. Yeah, like the the Genki sushi stuff. That stuff's cheap. But it's tasty. Now, would I be able to say that this sushi experience at $180 is heads, you know, above and beyond? Like, or is it just like, oh, it's pretty good? Like, I don't know. I Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say I could tell you if it was. Mm. Because here, here's the thing. Like, when, when you order, like, a steak at a cheap restaurant and a fancy restaurant, you can see that there's visual differences and stuff. Right. So, I don't know, with sushi, is there that much of a presentation difference? Um, you know, because it's... Maybe it is? I I, I mean, I, I, I'm... I don't know if it's, like, a presentation. I think it's a quality difference. Right. Like, I have definitely been to sushi places where you're questioning where they got the fish. Yeah. And I've been to sushi places where you're like... Oh, okay. I get why this sushi place is expensive, twice and, as yeah. much as the other yeah. spot, right? Like I've been to all you can eat sushi places. Oh yeah, always a little skeevy, right? Right. But you go to like, like I like Tommy's, which is next to Koki's. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I love Tommy's. I love the fact that it has no windows. You go inside, you sit at the sushi bar, and I used to do omakase there, and yeah. it's really good quality fish. Right, but you go to like an all-you-can-eat, and it's like my yeah. Well, I mean, at all-you-can-eat, you know, you're not paying for the quality; sure. you're just paying for the quantity. But I, I would, I'm really kind of tempted to just like save my, you know, my change for a year or whatever, you know, coin star it, <laughs> and then get my money together and and go check this out. Yeah, I actually, speaking of coin star, I have a whole milk uh, jug, not a jug. What are those called? The pints or whatever? No, the glass milk thing. Like a growler? 
Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah from yeah, actual from milk, the, uh, from the actual milkman. Yeah, 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 milk yeah. Bottle. I have one of those that's full, so I should put a take a picture of it. I need to take it to Coinstar and I see how much that's going to net. I wonder what the what the over under is on that. I don't know. You have to take a look. Do you, I mean, are there certain coins that you don't even bother collecting? Uh, I mean, whatever changes in my pocket, I just throw it in the thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, there's been times where I, they give me a handful of change. I'll pick the quarters out and dump the rest oh. into the, the tip um, jar, you know, with a bill or two. No, because I don't really pay attention. I, okay. They put it in and I just shove it in my pocket. So it's not <laughs> like I take care and look at it. Um, yeah. I have been, though. I've, I've been the guy. I've taken a couple of the pennies out of the pennies for everybody. Yeah. You need a penny? Take a penny? Yeah, have especially penny, when they're like, here's three cents back. Here's two more pennies. Give me a nickel. I don't want your stupid pennies. Yeah. Uh, can we get rid of those, by the way? Canada has. They just round up and down. But I, I think there's too many people that are distrustful. Oh, dude. That wouldn't think that it's being handled properly. But are, yeah. Are we still in a coin shortage? Is that still a thing? I still see signs saying that. But are they residual signs or are they? You know, I think they're residual. I think they're yeah. just not taking the signs down. I mean, it's people take cash again. Remember when you couldn't I was, give cash to anybody? I was somewhere yesterday that said uh, no cash. Card or check. I would actually prefer, oh, dude, I was at the grocery store uh, a few days ago. There was a woman in front of me writing a check for like $9.33. I have not been behind a check writer in I don't know how long, maybe my, 15 years now? My eye started twitching. If I had cash on me, I would have just paid for their stuff. Why do you think they wrote a check instead of just using their debit ATM card? Uh, 90, 95 years old. Oh, is she an older 90, lady? Oh, very much. But still, come on. For $9.33. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's almost like worth paying her tab. What's what I'm saying? Like, if I had cash on me, I would have just, please take this and leave. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Take your check and burn it. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Circuit City, I remember having to insert the the check through the mic reader yeah, to to read the code. Yeah. Or remember the, the thing with print on the back of the check? Yep. Yeah. I don't miss those days. No, I don't either. Or they'd have to call. Oh, we have to verify your check. I don't remember that. That was a thing. Like every once in a while, you'd like, whether it was a grocery store or wherever you were, they'd be like, oh, we have to call the bank. And they would literally call. Yeah. And oh, I have so-and-so and here's the whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, here's the number. Can you just yes or no it? Yeah, I remember that. I don't. I write a check, one check a month to myself. Okay. Because I have to for. Okay. I can't. There's no direct connection between my regular bank and my credit union. So you have to write a check. To so I have to write a check to myself, now. right, to transfer funds. And it's stupid. And do you take a picture of that check and then... <laughs> yep. I take a picture of it because it's through an app. Yeah. I get it deposited and then I take that check and I throw it in the shredder. Yeah. And that's it. So it's a stu- it's stupid. Oh, it's it's really stupid. But I'm basically paying to order checks for that... One function. One function. You could... Go to an ATM, pull a cash out, and then... No, because my credit union is based in the Bay Area. But can't you go to any... Isn't it like fee-free ATM withdrawals? Like at any... Most credit unions No, but that. I'm putting money into the credit union. Oh. oh okay, so it's not it. like there's yeah. a local ATM. Branch. Although it would be cool if maybe credit unions or banks, if you're listening, somehow get together and it should be agnostic. So I can put money into... I'd, I'd pay a dollar or two for that. Yeah. You know? I can put a money into any ATM or a check into any ATM, and you put it where it belongs. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, when I use my ATM card at any other ATM, like a different bank, yeah. it 
says, hey, this is going to cost you money. And then it shows you all your bank balances that you want to see. So clearly they're connected. Yeah. And none of it's real money anyways. No. It's all just data. Right. So they're not actually transferring funds. It's just transferring numbers around. Speaking of numbers, the Powerball now, because nobody won yesterday, is $1.9 billion. I won. What did you win? Two bucks? Four bucks. I matched the Powerball twice. So that's two times in a row I've matched the Powerball. I have won the last two drawings zero. I've won $4 in the first drawing on Wednesday. I won $4 on last night's drawing. Are you going to parlay? I'm going to parlay, yeah. Now, I... You know, the strategy seems to be you go to the liquor store that's in the rundown part of town. I just go wherever is close. I'm going to go to the fanciest Newport Beach, you know, oh God. most ritziest <laughs> zip code. Go to the, uh, oh, what's that store? Because it, the, 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 Go to the Gelson's in uh, yeah. Laguna, right? Because the odd thing is, is like typically the, the winners, usually the, tic- the winning tickets are sold like at some you know, ghetto, old, uh, middle nowhere, or not middle nowhere. but Which like is really- weird because it really should be random. And it probably is, but maybe those zip codes have a higher percentage of lottery players than oh. ritzier neighborhoods. Sure. So I'm going to play the odds and say, you know what? The, the fancy pants neighborhood is overdue for a win. And that's where I'm going to play. But I mean, obviously, it's purely random. There is yeah. no I mean, zip code allocation. At $1.9 billion for the thing, what do you if walk you, away with? If you take the cash, it's 900 and something million. I'm cool with that. 940? Yeah. Honestly, if I, if I won three and, or four million. And then taxes. That's fine. So then it's another 40 off. So okay. you what, 450? Cool. Yeah. If I won three or four million dollars, three or four million, that's it. Like, so one of the lower prizes. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You could spend that in your lifetime pretty easily. Yeah, but that's not even the point. No, 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 I know. Right? Like, reinvest part of it. Yeah. You know, do that whole thing and you'd be fine. No, no, we had a, that, when I bought my, my ticket on, on, on Wednesday, I sent the picture and I sent it to the, the group text and we were just fantasizing what we would do with it. Yeah. It was just kind of fun just to pay 20 bucks to daydream. Right. That, I, that I think, is where the value is. Like, when I go gambling in, in Vegas, I pay 20 bucks for the, 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 the possibility, drink, the drink and the fun, right? right? I'm not trying to win money. It's just a way of passing time, and hopefully I can make that 20 bucks last an hour. Yeah. I just, you know, it. it, it is kind of, though, it's silly because you get, like, everybody, and this is, this is not... Your I think everybody's are, like this. You you get this like daydream going, and then you're bummed when you get nothing or you get. Well, I don't bucks. get bummed. I just kind of it's, it's, like, it's the fun. The, the yeah, but I don't. I'm not bummed more. Just like a wah wah. Like eh, oh well. Okay, we can try again later. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think I've played anything that's not like close to a billion. Like I'd otherwise, meh, whatever. Which is weird because technically our odds of winning are maybe well no because I think the odds are still the odds are still the same. It's one in two hundred ninety something million. That's crazy. And, but it, it's funny that more people play when the jackpot's higher. But well, what's crazier about it to me is that the last three drawings or whatever, nobody, nobody's nobody? won since nobody's won since August. That's How why is that the jackpot. So because there's 292 million combinations of numbers that could hit. So if you had the money and you bought 292 million tickets, yes. So that's four hundred, five hundred and something thousand dollars, or five hundred something million. Yeah, you would still come out ahead. No, you'd come out behind. Because well, by the time you taxes the, and everything, the lump sum, yeah. yeah. But if you take the annuity for twenty nine years, so what? Okay, what's the yearly payout? It goes up every year. What's the first year? Do you know? I don't know. But so it's like twenty nine twenty nine year annuity. What would you payments. take? I would take in the, this case with the amount of money it is, your yearly's got to be enough to live off of. Oh, for sure, easily. 
Yeah, I, I would. I would do the annuity. I probably would too. If, if it was like a couple million, I wouldn't. No, right. lump sum it. But, yeah, but because it's such a a crazy amount, and because I'm relatively young, I, I would try to do it that way. But the question is, is like uh, most states, I think all but five Powerball states require that the that the winner's identity. Yeah, which sucks. But I think you. And I don't know if California is one of those states, but some states you can form a trust. Right, and the trust can claim and it. And a trust can claim it. Right. So if California is one of those states, I know California gonna, requires you to uh, tell you who or tell who you are. But could it be the trust name? I, that part I don't know. I just know that California is one of the states they that say they, you, you can't, have to. Yeah, right. you can't, you can't be show anonymous. up in a mask. Right. Well, I think you. Well, can. no, because they still have to release your name. The name, right. right? So that either then you change your name. And then wear a mask, sure. And then change your name back, or you do the trust thing, and then you hire like some, maybe, you. I think you would hire like a TV celebrity attorney to, to take <laughs> like like uh, what's his face, uh, Larry H. Parker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't hire that guy. Or uh, Judge Judy. Oh, that'd be funny. No, what's the other guy? The the other dude. There's so many attorney oh, yeah. like just. Judges or whatever. Yeah, but you know, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't care. I I will gladly give you my name and the rest of it because nobody's getting crap. Yeah, but just the amount of people that would come out of the woodwork oh, just to harass you. Let's go. That's that's. I think you see all these stories where people win jackpots, and then you have all these distant relatives hitting you up. You I don't think these. like distant relatives. It'd be people too that like. You know who knows what stories people would make up right. about you and totally. come. Oh, I'm suing you for whatever. Yeah, especially given the climate that we're in these days. Exactly. So that's why I mean the whole idea of winning, but being able to do it anonymously. Right. Would be- it is pretty shitty. They don't let you do that. Yeah, huh. and, I, I, and I think the only reason why they, I don't think they're malicious in that response. I think they just they want people to know that people really win. Sure. And that's the only reason they do it. But it, it does seem. To kind of ruin the lives yeah. of the winners, because I mean, there's been a fair number of winners that maybe not huge jackpots, but maybe like a million dollar lottery winner that end up dying, getting right. killed, or robbed, or whatever. Yeah, a lot of those folks end up losing their lottery too, because they're like, oh, yeah. "I bought 36 houses. Mm-hmm. Why? Be yeah, yeah. Well, and it's all it's it's those the people that aren't necessarily the most financially responsible in the first place. Sure don't seem to become more responsible just because they have billions to spend. Yeah, I mean, you definitely would have to be smart about it. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that I would buy no, where I would just like, oh, I'm spending a bunch of money. And there's, that was the thing we talked about. Like, you know, we we weren't going to go like crazy car collections or anything like that. It'd be like, all right, no, I'll pick up a couple of things. I would buy a Stratos. Yeah. And even if it's a million bucks. Yeah. But that'd oh. be okay. I, I I would be more comfortable with that than than you spending a million bucks like on a brand new Lambo like I that would, if it's just like super but, tacky. And, but and that's flashy. like nothing I would ever buy either. Right. So, yeah, or buy you know like I would rather buy a cool warehouse downtown Santa Ana or something and convert it into living space yeah. than go build a mansion somewhere. So if if we never make it to episode seventy five, it's because we're billionaires <laughs> and y'all can suck it. <laughs> no, you know what? We will have episode seventy five. Yeah, it'll just be. F you, we rich. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I don't think I would go that route. No. Like my, my plan is to keep going to work and just seeing how far I could go and get away with stuff before I got fired. I think I would just stop showing up. 
Yeah. Just to see how long it took somebody to notice. Yeah. Just whatever it is, just kind of pushing the limits yeah, and yeah. just trying other people's patience just because. But I think we talked about this before. Okay. Between winning and getting your first monies. Yes. You've got to make it that far. Right. Right. So I don't know how long that is. Oh, I don't know either. It's not like the lottery is like, oh, okay, you won. Here's your money tomorrow. Right. No, I'm sure there's some time. There's got to be something in paperwork and whatever, yeah. right? Definitely would talk to an attorney first. Yes, for sure. Figure out all the ways of protecting your assets, your yep. identity, and all that stuff. And then... Yeah, and then, and then claim it. You have 180 days, I think, to claim it. It's a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully in that time, you could either get your name legally changed or create a trust or do whatever Whatever it takes. you have to do, yeah. Yeah. It is awkward, though. Like to, It would be weird even to, an, to approach an attorney and go, hey... You'd have here's to trust this, the attorney. Yeah, yeah. You've got to say, here's the situation I'm in. And he's like, oh, my my hourly rate is $300,000. Right. And you're like, right. oh. Yeah, yes, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be it, it would be interesting. It's, it, to your point, it's fun to think about. It's probably unlikely. Yes. And yeah. I'm sure the, the hassles involved are way larger than we're even thinking. Sure. But I'll but find you. out on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I am going to rebuy. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Does the uh, does the liquor barn right on the corner sell lottery tickets? I know they sell scratchers, but I don't know if they do. Yeah, that. I'm sure they do. I yeah. think they all carry all that stuff now. Even the the supermarket has a machine. If you yeah, the talk vending to a machine, person. you yeah. can just hit the buttons. Yep. Yeah. And I would rather just go to a. I got my spot. I go to my spot. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a liquor store? Or is it just a vending it's a machine? Gas station. Oh, there you go. But they usually do like the. I mean, typically I get a couple bucks back. There you go. So, this time was nothing though. Oh. Well, Absolute zero. Do you have the app? Do you scan it with your app? Yes, I have the app to scan. Yep, yep. there you go. Yeah, parlay it. And the only reason I have the app to scan, which seems really tacky that I even have that, but it's just because um, every once in a while I'll buy the dollar scratcher. Yeah, and you and, don't want to scratch it. And no, no, you scratch it, and when you lose, you can scan a barcode and it puts you in a second chance raffle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm like, I spent a buck, I lost. Yeah, I'll enter a free raffle and maybe i win something i usually well so i i only play the powerball when it's crazy but um i will download the app just in long enough to scan the ticket and then i delete the app oh so i just download it every time yeah yeah which is whatever i just don't want it on my phone yeah i don't yeah. need it i know so it's kind of like having a, a, a casino players club card like i'm not that person but i guess i am because i have the app right you know but whatever that's yeah, fine Anyways, well, with that said, I got to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, dude. Later. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs>